To be cleaved in twain by grape or grain, no quicker destruction of the mortal brain. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, this is Modern Escapism. Welcome to the show. My name is Kermit the Frog, also known as Oodles. Joining me today, we have a right bunch of Muppets. He's a nerd. He has a funny voice. It's Beaker himself. It's Gadget. (laughs) (laughs) Also, he's bald. He's older than God. It's Statler or Waldorf. It's Biggie. (laughs) Hello. His talents hold no bounds, but his obsession with chickens is a step too far. It's a great Gonzo himself. It's Stig. Hello. I don't know what Gonzo and says. Finally, waka waka, whatever. That's no, possibly, it isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know that joke and wasn't finally. all bad? Oh, no, it was all bad. Fuck's him. <laughs> oh, come on, shut up. And finally, it's candy, but she's no, not no, here no. today. <laughs> She's upset. <laughs> <laughs> but I writ that for her. Unfortunately, she can't be with us today. She's, I don't know what she's doing. What that girl's doing. She's on adventures. Oh, yeah, she's on adventures. Marauding, and I think, is leave. the term. Yeah, yeah. We, we, she spoke to HR. She wrote a letter. She wanted some annual leave. She got it. Yeah. How's everyone doing? Gadget, you was away last week. I was away because I wasn't feeling grand. I did not have the shits as... You could say it. Lies. Everyone who's off has the shits. <laughs> got shits. Yep. Uh, but Even when you officially have it. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day, one of us will actually be off with the shit. Yeah. Message each other saying, I I've was. got the shits. I yeah, was yeah, when we did it. Yeah. He messages saying, I've got the shits. I don't risk it. <laughs> but yes, I, I was off last week. Thank you very much to Planty for stepping in at the last minute to cover it. I know you. I know you're like. Last minute. I know you're like a, a safe voice who resides in the north. So you know, it's. It, I, I appreciate <laughs> his help. I don't know if he's safe on a podcast. Oh no, he's absolutely not. The, the man's insane. <laughs> I know he's, a, he's. He's almost he's a as bad as terrorist. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think. I think them. T- if them two had an hour to themselves, I, t- I think the internet would. Collapse. Oh, could you imagine that podcast? No, no, no. Don't no. want it. <laughs> also, Biggie, a boon to pick with you. We oh, are the yeah. KKK oh. of the podcasting world. <laughs> I didn't even hear that. Was that during the news? Because I, I, I was yeah, the news that was, for a bit. That was, yeah. that was during the news. A news story about Skull and Bones being a quadruple A game. And um, Biggie That's says, it, yeah. we're the triple K of podcasting. Oh, okay. You're yeah. absolute Shocking. fucking deviant. I have a few more. I was going to go, we were the SS of the podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> stop. Stop. Just stop. Stop You're just now. Wrong. You just You just need to be stopped. <laughs> French. It's that French mentality. They just don't. I don't care. No, he's, he's 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 hopped up on wine and snails. <laughs> exactly, and <laughs> frog's legs. Yeah. Uh, how's everyone else's week been then? Great. I've got a game to talk about, but I'm going to talk about it in the green room because everyone's sick of us talking about Dragon Quest. So, I may cool. I'll do a, another two hours with you if you want. Oh, I know, but <laughs> I think we may have exhausted it. But I, I do want to talk about it a little bit. But let's do a spoiler cast. That's going in there. Oh, we could do it now. We could do it. We could do it. We could do it now. Spoiler cast. I'd do a spoiler cast. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Uh, Biggie, what have you been up to, mate? 
Oh, so mate, I've, I've just been so busy at work, so I've done very little. I've got one movie I can talk about, and that is pretty much it. It's okay. I have done sh- last week. I'd done nothing. I had to talk about a film from the nineteen sixties. This week, five films, two games. Pick, take your pick. <laughs> <laughs> one of each. Uh, but yeah, uh, excellent, excellent, excellent. So, start as we mean to go on. All I want is hard-hitting, factual news nuggets straight into my urethra. Go. Biggest yeah. Fucks me up when he comes out with that stuff. <laughs> you may already know, but he doesn't, because it's time for Biggie's Breaking News. Saying I love news, <laughs> it's not the words I want to hear from you. It's not that I want news not to say, but if you only knew how easy it would be to show me how you feel more than news is all you have to do to make it real (laughs) then you wouldn't have to say that you news me cause I'd already know what would you news I don't even know what he's singing extreme extreme what no more than words by extreme I fucking never don't know what it is. <laughs> what? Biggie, what? Honestly, mate, that was beautiful, and it's one of my favourite songs. That. The consummate 80s metal power ballad. <laughs> <laughs> You've not seen it where they're just sat next to each other, super like homoerotic, like more than words. Too you have to see men. the, uh, the no. Jack Black and Jimmy Fallon one as well. Yeah, yeah that's great. <laughs> it's just as good. <laughs> You, you, you've not heard that song? Wow. He knows it. I probably have, but I don't it. know the name of it. How many weddings have you been to, Stig, in your life? Yeah, it does come up at weddings a lot. You've heard it. <laughs> I will have heard it. I just don't know the, the track. And obviously, The it's... Biggie version. The Biggie edit. Yeah, I ain't going to get it from Biggie singing, am I? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was beautiful. Oh, God, how do you follow <sighs> that? Christ. Go for it. Well, I follow up the really boring podcast that came out, and it's not ours. So Xbox released their really weird little 23-minute podcast, whatever it was, last week to outline the future of the company. There's a memo that was also uh, nabbed, and I'll just quickly run through as it kind of covers what the podcast talked about. So in that episode, uh, Sarah Bond, Matt Booty, and Phil Spencer will share with the community their plans for the future of Xbox. We'll also discuss how our vision will benefit our players, creators, and the industry as a whole. We will look at the state of our medium. We see players increasingly gaming on multiple devices, but their experience is defined by the fragmentation created by platform silos. Fuck me. It doesn't say that. Multiple device um, players have to navigate multiple identities, entitlement libraries, communities, wallets, and reward programs. Similarly, the industry's biggest franchises increasingly ship across multiple devices, requiring creators to build and manage multiple instances of their games, leading to higher costs and fragmented communities. All of this friction creates a tremendous opportunity for us to meet the needs of multi-device players and creators. We have a different vision for the future of gaming, a future where players have a unified experience across devices, a future 
where players can easily discover a vast array of games with a diverse spectrum of business models. A future where more creators oh. are empowered to realise <laughs> their creative vision, reach a global audience, unite their communities, and succeed commercially. A future where every screen is an Xbox. Why did that sound like my quarterly meetings that I Because that's, ba- that's basically what this podcast was. It was just... What was it the was, point? It, it was effectively a share. I've not, I've not watched it. So it just, it's just... It's just I, I did see some comments, though, on, on Twitter of people saying, why is it not labelled AI-generated when it should be? Yeah. The, the thing is, it's, it's not something that should have been a, like a thing for the public. It wasn't a showcase or anything like that. What it was was like... Investor call. It was an investor call, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't worry. Can, yeah, the, the 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 takeaway from it though is that Phil Spencer's got the right attitude for it, like the idea of like trying to unify the gaming sphere so that you know sounds like it. People aren't so fragmented. Great, I like that. He's like a um, gaming communist, isn't he? I think it's just <laughs> no. I think he realize no. He's a gaming capitalist. He realizes there's a lot capitalist, of money to be. That's better. There's a lot of money to be made putting games on the PlayStation as well. Um, the funniest thing about this all was the way the fucking Xbox hardcore fans were kicking off about this before it came out. Because there was like all these rumours from that Xbox etc place or something like that. Um, The triple xbox it's just how easy it is to just throw a rumor out there yeah and everyone just but the, thing is, the this, fact this, of the matter this, is that the first rumor that got circulated was correct and everything else afterwards was incorrect well because well, like, four games correct. are coming to playstation the, the first the first rumor was it was, was like starfield was coming to the PlayStation. Yeah. Oh, yeah they got them wrong didn't yeah they? and yeah. that's what had the xboxes absolutely booting off um what about that solid eight out of ten game yeah it, 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 not, it, a, not a system seller People on Twitter say like fucking uh, Xbox is dead because there's no ex- there's no exclusivity Starfield. anymore. And what actually came out about it is like Microsoft basically said no, it's not going to be Starfield, Indiana Jones. They aren't planned for ports. But yeah, why would they? It's expected it would be their double A games. So Sea of Thieves, Grounded, Pentiment, and Hi-Fi Rush are the best bets. Yeah, you can see you can see Tango who made Hi-Fi Rush have initially conceptually wanted that for everything. Because that's what they used to be, a multi-platform publisher. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. Ghostwire Tokyo was multi-plat. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I mean, Evil Within and stuff. Phil Spencer's kicking off about Helldivers not being on uh, Xbox. I don't, I, I, I don't, it's doing so well. I don't think he's kicking off about it. I think he's just he, he said something like, this, it doesn't benefit anybody that it's not on Xbox. Yeah, but they've got all the exclusivity that they've signed no, up no, as no, well. No, so, no, I mean, I'm no, no, I'm on Phil's side. I, I As much as I... I, I don't have an Xbox. I still think everyone benefits. Everything's yeah. out on everything. What, 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 oh, I agree. That's what I'm saying. What he he was, can't then have a no, bite no. of the pie and then go, oh, I don't like this pie. Well, oh, no, what, 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 pie. What, what he was doing is he was gooding Sony because he just yeah, had this yeah. like this investor called podcast press conference thing to yeah. say, hey, we're going to be putting some games on PlayStation and he's going to uh, bring some to us. Sony, you know, you can make a bit of money. You will make I a bit of money. Should. I think they should. I think well, they absolutely should. I a little bit of money fair. on Xbox. Some games can stay as exclusives. Fuck it. Let, let them have a few. Yeah, let's, really. let's, just, sure. let's just liquefy it a little bit. Let's just, come on, get groovy. Smoke a joint and just be friends. Everyone wins. <laughs> so it's exactly like I said. They'll keep some exclusives and some games will go. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, exactly. it's fine. And it'll happen in the future, won't it? It won't be your big your big super triple A's, your system sellers. What about your quadruple it'll be, A's? It'll, it'll be quadruples, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The, um, yeah, but surely it will get to a point where something like the Master Chief Halo Collection, which now probably sells for 
a couple of quid on CD keys or something, you could probably snap that up. That'll never At some end point, up they'll, they'll just be like, you can have it now. It's been I think, I think, I think iconic franchises won't do it, but like, because Microsoft owns so many studios, like, it'll be the AA releases. Like, yeah, but, but the stuff but the, that they've purchased but, rather than CODs, what they yeah. in-house. Yeah, but then CODs also... Will. Yeah, the CODs still yeah. will as well. But then also think about, like, how good would Hi-Fi Rush be with the what the DualSense can do? Yeah, yeah. Which is probably... Again, with Tango, the pop... Because there the were DualSense stuff on Tokyo... Uh, Tokyo Ghostwire Tokyo, yeah. Ghostwire, yeah, that one. Um, th- they've probably already implemented that anyway. It probably already exists somewhere along in the code. But be you because know, like the in, on the Xbox it doesn't really do like the vibration of the controller for the beats because that would no. just like wreck your fingers. But it could but imagine, on that. But imagine if you just had that little <laughs> subtle pulse under your fingers while you're playing. Or even like a a stripped down switch version with the um HD rumble and stuff yeah. like that. Don't be silly. It makes sense, man. Fucking oh, I hate gamers, me. I still do. I <laughs> Why would you not want someone to enjoy something you've enjoyed? (laughs) Oh, because of fucking tribalism. (laughs) Because it's my system! It's my system! (laughs) Because my entire personality is around this corporation that needs to be supported. (laughs) And they don't know who I am. (laughs) Next. Boring now. It's done with. Boring. Over with. Well, on the back of all this, uh, Sony has expected uh, PS5 sales to decline, and it will not has announced no Nothing, existing no major games. franchise titles before April 2025. I think that's that's that's, all, that's, that's the why. main bit of it where they're saying no major first party exclusives. And we've got fuck all. <laughs> got yeah. nothing coming. Oh, rather, Don't hold oh, rather your breath no, for Death no, Stranding. Yeah, rather no. Um, no first party exclusives that are in existing stuff. I, I assume they'll probably have something new this year. Yeah. Oh, the will, the will. Because they'll, they'll, they'll have like Stellar Blade in that this year. Yeah, we, we, we're getting started. I mean, Final Fantasy Rebirth. That's still an exclusive. Yeah, but you're not get. You know, you're not going to get Death Stranding two this year. That's no. next year. Stellar you're not going to. Not a uh, system seller, though, is it? No, no, no is it not really. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a bit too. It's niche. an erection creator. Yeah, I'm not really niche sure niche people. This year. If you put Stellar Blade into Google Images, the second row down, second shot across is just a picture of an ass. <laughs> I just think it's egregious. I just it's know what's the... Yeah. Yep, that yeah. is egregious. <laughs> Stop there's, it. there's already, like, I think in the trailer, there's, like, an almost upskirt shot as well. Yeah, there is, yeah. Yeah, come on. I'm, come on. I'm still freaked out by that second character in it. She looks very young. I, I, I'm not having it. She'll be oh, like, yeah, I look like a 12-year-old, yeah. but I'm actually 12,000 years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, that's no, standard, yeah. standard anime logic. When, yeah, yeah, when people go, it's fine, she's 12,000 years old. Yeah, but she looks like a child. So, but she's 12,000 years old. So it's fine. It's completely fine. <laughs> it's not, pal. You're a nonce. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Uh, well, speaking of Helldivers, uh, 2 has now surpassed both Fortnite and Call of Duty, taking their number one spot on the, the top played games chart on PlayStation. So I'm going to talk about this more later, because I've been playing it this week. He fucking um, hates it. But it's worth pointing out, I've got the Helldivers 2 Steam charts open right now. Do you want to know? So bear, bear in mind what Helldivers 1 was. It was like kind of a top, top-down top um, yeah. shooter. I know Helldivers 1 from the PS Vita. Yeah. That estimated peaked at maybe at the very most maybe fifty thousand players across its lifetime. Yeah, probably. Currently in the game right now on St- just on Steam, not on PS Five, 
378,558 players. That's the game is broken. You can't log in. You can't log into it. Not as much as our listeners, <laughs> but it's getting there. Like, I've been trying to play it all weekend, and it keeps coming up, servers at capacity. Please try again is, later. Is, is, is there no, like, oh, it'd be a shame they can't implement a little, just a little off- offline story mode, just to keep you sated well, a no, little bit? No, because I, I don't... Know it doesn't I, work like that. It doesn't work like that, but also because what they're doing that thing that EVE Online does, where everyone's playing in the same server. Yeah, I know. It's like world instances and stuff, isn't it? No, no, it's just... It's just one, it one one big server that you're oh, all in, and wow. what that's resulted in is I they're a victim of their own success because they didn't expect they it didn't to blow up it. like this. <laughs> yeah. And I think I'm pretty sure that um, Arrowhead Games, I think they're only like a 50 person studio. They Again, though, don't have genius the power. marketing, genius timing, good game, perfect timing, good game. Who thought that those three things would work? <laughs> it just seemed to drop out of nowhere, though, didn't it? It's like I don't think I don't remember anyone saying. Oh, me and Gadget is- saw it. I- me and Gadget saw the announcement when we did a, a talks over. It was a um, we were both like, last year. yeah, we were both like that. Starship Troopers, we're into it. Yeah, but it was kind of like it. that. It was kind of like, oh, you know, I enjoyed Helldivers one. Oh, Helldivers two, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't like it was like now look at it. This is the game for next year. Like last year, it wasn't yeah. like this is the game everyone should be on next year. Then, like, contender already. Within a couple of days, it's just been like. It's gone ballistic. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely blown up. I think I think as well. PlayStation be- guys. I think as well because it's a mid budget game. It's only like a thirty million dollar budget, I think it had. So they didn't have a lot for marketing. Hey, so it's, it's only a thirty quid game. I'm banging at that. Well yeah, but they didn't have a lot for marketing. So it was only at like Gamescom and the Game Awards, and that was kind of it. And yeah, most yeah. of their marketing has been around clips on TikTok or streamers and stuff like that. And like ads on Reddit, which are cheap as fuck. So and it's just blown up. It's great. But I'll talk about it later when we actually get to what we've been doing. Do you know I, I refused a code for that a few weeks ago? You're an idiot because I, I didn't think I didn't think it was going to kick in, like kick off and be brilliant. I'm like, <laughs> now I'm like, should have said yeah. Should have said yeah. Said yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Next. Uh, Diablo Four um, is is back in the news again, but not for the right reasons. Going never, for bad to worse right with. Reasons. Well, yeah, with a sixty-five dollar horse bundle that costs more than the game itself. This week, Blizzard released the new Vitreous Scourge mount, which can only be bought as part of a $64.99 bundle that throws in 7,000 platinum points, which is stuff to buy with. Does anyone want to buy a copy on PlayStation 5? <laughs> the Apple <laughs> No, it's coming to Game Pass, so... Yeah. Oh, God, it. I can't even flog it now. <laughs> it's cursed. Ugh, I might have to go to CEX and get rid of this muck. And yeah, it's impossible to buy them out directly, which means that this bundle is yet another example of the video game industry and Blizzard price anchoring its microtransactions. Are Blizzard now the ultimate gaming baddies? They have been for a little while, to be fair. They've not, yeah, been, they've not been goodies. Like, they're we used, 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 used to rag on like EA, which EA have turned it around. I, 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 can't, I, I get excited for EA games now. Um, there used to be a lot of other developers and publishers that were like the baddies, and now all it seems to be is Blizzard. <laughs> Yeah. Not even the Activision side of it that much. It's just Blizzard. Blizzard, <laughs> Blizzard have been really bad over like the ta- last 10 years or so for just gouging the players. Yeah. Like I remember when I was kind of heavily into StarCraft 2 and like mm. they put out just like, you know, micro. I, I paid like, I think I ended up paying about 70 quid in total for all three versions of the game for like the three campaigns. <sighs> and then they're putting out like, oh, uh, like skins for a tenor or announcer packs for like 15 quid, like just to get some StarCraft celebrity to voice them. You only ever needed to buy the total biscuit one after he died. It was perfect. 
Um, yeah, yeah. But, That's disgusting. Yeah, and it's gotten worse. Like, like even when like the change, like Overwatch from being loot box based to this now battle pass thing, and like you know charging twenty quid for a character skin for a first person oh. shooter game. Like it, is, still baffles me. Yeah. Still baffles me. Like getting a character skin in a loot box was great. It was a little bit exciting. It was, oh, lovely. Put That's that a on. laugh in it. Yeah, it's, it's a, a laugh. Bit of a laugh. Twenty pound for a fucking skin for a game where you <laughs> yes, only but, see their hands. It's Halloween exclusive. But you only Come see on. their fucking hands. <laughs> He's got a pumpkin on his head that you only see in the loading screen. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So, blister shite. It's also worth bearing in mind that the bundle is sixty five dollars uh, to buy the game on Battle.net. It's forty two dollars. Oh, so it's like a third fuck. more expensive. Oh, I remember when Diablo 2 came out and I absolutely adored it. Do you remember when Diablo 2 came out and everything was in the game and then you bought the... Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. And then yeah. you bought the expansion pack and there was even more in yeah. the game. Yeah, and the expansion pack was 20 quid. Yeah, yeah. great times. Yeah. Yeah. Great times. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Remember Not that. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Dead. Dead. Next. Larian Studios uses good, its stage time at the at the DICE Awards to speak out against a brutal industry climate. Baldur's Gate 3 walked away with the DICE Awards uh, with another handful of trophies, Outstanding Achievement in Story, RPG of the Year, Outstanding Achievement in Game Design, Outstanding Achievement in Game Direction, and Game of the Year. Uh, they said, we're very lucky, said Michael Dels, the director of publishing for the studio, we've had a lot of stage time, others are not so lucky. This is a really human industry, and we're really bad sometimes at showing developers what they're worth. It's kind of the elephant in the room, especially surrounded by all this opulence. Many, many people were let go at the start of this year. I want you to know that you're all talented and that you matter and that you're at the future of the industry. Don't let that flame be extinguished by our collective mistakes. We will persevere as an industry. And this was then followed by um, head of production, David Walgrave, also took to the microphone. And he said, we ask you to pay one price only for the game, which is relevant to what we just talked about. And that's it. You can own it for the rest of your life. We don't have shareholders. We also don't think about them. There's an expression in Dutch, honesty lasts longest or something. So, yeah, that's a bit of a digger. Now, the they are. The Embracer Group as well, potentially. Well, yeah, that's because Embracer Group said... all about the shareholder. Yeah, Embracer Group had a quote saying the over, their overruling principle is to always maximise shareholder value. <laughs> so, yeah. Global saturation. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Larian. I love Larian so much. They've got a good sense yep. of humour. They're really human. They yep. take care of their developers, and they don't fuck. They've the embraced the over. social, the social media aspect to this industry as well. Like nothing I've ever seen. Yeah, they've just embraced it. Like yeah, yeah, we were all over all the socials. We interact with people. I, I, I commented. Um, I tweet. I, I tweeted something out a few months back. Larry and retweeted it. Just, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and like you look down the page, and they're retweeting everyone, and just. They've just got a good presence, and it's a breath of fresh air. Absolutely breath of fresh air. And, you Go know, on. the breath of fresh air that was Baldur's Gate 3, you know, a 100-hour oh. hour RPG with no microtransactions, apart from one pre-order bonus you could get to get some, like, Divinity 2 items. Yeah, and that you was could it. get um, Red Prince's cloak. Red Prince's cloak and Lois's loot and stuff like that. And Yeah. Yeah. Fine. If you want it's it. Fun. If, it's fun if you're a fan of uh, Larian. But yeah, one price, probably no DLC, because how could they do it? No microtransactions. Don't need any DLC for that game. Complete game, f- free fixes, constant fixes. Yeah. Nah, good luck. I had a big update today, of it. I don't know what that update was, but it was that. Was, that was the, uh, the, the neck and on update for Valentine's Day. Oh, Where the characters kissing really? actually look like they're kissing. <laughs> oh, that's first. Rather than like two kind of models kind of mushing up against each other. 
<laughs> awesome. Great guys. Love to see it. Like real Thanks. life. Yep. Uh, Disco Elysium. Um, sadly, more stuff trickling out from there. Uh, the standalone expansion was reportedly cancelled, and a quarter of the staff are facing redundancy at Zaum? Zoom? Zaum? Zaum. 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 Uh, a quarter of the Disco Elysium uh, total workforce, approximately 24 employees, is reportedly facing redundancy following the cancellation of a standalone expansion for the acclaimed RPG. And it uh, was said to be one or two years away from completion. And then according to another article at Sports Illustrated, GLHF, I don't know what that is. Good luck, have fun. Guys, um, which claims the uh, cancelled expansion um, was the third project to have either been canned or paused indefinitely by Zoom in many years. A sequel was reportedly cancelled in 2022 and complicating the claim, Zaum's CEO was still talking about the project in June 2023 or being saying it had been jeopardised following a messy tussle with its former creative leads. I mean, it's just a mess. And Absolutely. then it all went on with some interviews with some staff and one of them referred to um, the takeover by the CEO, Ilmar Kompas, and his brother-in-law, Tonis Harvel, as to being born into Yugoslavia in the 90s. You've just missed a party. Now all you get is the bloodshed. Fucking hell. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> wow. It's quite the uh, Can I, can I get that on an emotional go... poster? One of the motivational <laughs> ones? That game is going to go fucking down hell. as one of the greatest one-and-dones of all yeah. time. Yeah. But, no, but yeah. no, one, no one bought it. That's the problem. If it, if it sold better... Uh, no, it did pretty it did well. well. Like after, If they're having closures after the, and, and layoffs... Yeah, but it's been like three years. Everywhere's having closures and layoffs. Oh, yeah, I suppose, so, I suppose so. Remember, the game came out in 2019. Also, the original team have been like binned it's off. Absolutely. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a shame. It's a great game. It's a real Play shame, it. isn't it? Play it. Play the new version, the newer version of it. It's really good. It is um, really good. But it is, it, is a, it is a real shame that we're not going to get a sequel or anything else from that particular studio. But at the same time, I don't want anything to come from Zoom that kind of cheapens what Disco Elysium achieved because yes. it's a very that's what, it's a very special sacred, game. Yeah. They um hmm. yeah, it made 7 million pound profit in its first 6 months. So I think it did pretty well oh, for I see it's done all right then, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's done all right. Yeah, fair play, fair play. But yeah, it's a shame, but yeah, next. Just a quick well, tip from that. the Star Wars universe, a first-person Mandalorian bounty hunter game apparently is in the works at Respawn. Respawn, did you so, say? No, Titanfall oh. 3 then. <laughs> that is a problem, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. a problem. But if they, if they can do something that was on the scale of promise of what um what was it 1313 was. You know the yeah. you know the uh, the Boba Fett game that um yeah. that EA killed off. Yeah. I tell you what, Jedi uh, Outcast, Jedi Survivor, the great games. I know they're buggy when they first launched, but they're not buggy anymore, and they're fantastic games. Oh, it, um, I'm, telling, su- I'm Survivor, telling you now. Survivor's still broken on PC. Oh, is it? Well, oh, yeah. I think it'll probably. be a, a Mando game like that from Respawn. It'll probably be first person, though, won't it? it yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, 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 you could it's do it because it's... No, I suggested yeah. it was a first person game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they'll probably pull that. some of that tight. Are you not listening to what I'm saying, Stig? Because that was rude. Sorry, who said that? I think I did. Um, you just said, oh, first person Mandalorian. Sorry. I just heard Mandalorian Bounty Hunter game. It's fine. It'll be great. It's Respawn. In Respawn, we trust. Yeah. 
I just, just presumed the... you pronounced something wrong. That's all, Biggie. So. <laughs> oh, come on, guys. Ooh, we trusted respawn, this. but I just really want Titanfall three. Why would they the give us Titanfall three? <laughs> they even ended it with a bloody cliffhanger like, set, set up. Yeah. And it's such a good game. Like literally, every we single don't get per- enough mech games. Every single person <laughs> you uh, uh, who's ever played that game says yeah. it's fucking brilliant. Even people who I don't like first-person shooters enjoy that game. Blue Dolls. I cried on stream, didn't I, Gadget? <laughs> yeah. And the multiplayer was fucking excellent. It's so much fun. Yeah, I played a bit of that as well. I enjoyed that. It's a shame. It's a shame. Ugh, fucking, they'll bring a Call of Duty out all the time, but not a Titanfall. Oh, just, they, they just let Respawn out of the fucking Star Wars minds, please. Yeah, get them away. Get them away. <laughs> No more Battlefield until we get Titanfall 3. That's all I'm saying. I don't think we're getting another Battlefield anytime soon after 2042. I think he's still hoping that that game's going to be good. I think it's like, it wasn't even EA. It was Respawn that cancelled it. They didn't even tell EA for about six months. It's, yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like, fucking kill it. Yeah, so it was it was and did Apex instead, didn't they? Yeah, and made a load of money. <laughs> Scumbags. Next. Over to the world of film and TV, and this evening, this very evening, which already this news will be old by the time you li- listen to this. But it will be a Rafters. week and a half old. <laughs> 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 so I've got a list of the categories here. I won't have to go through all of them, but I, I guess we'll just cover the, the main is this, ones. Is this the BAFTAs, is it? Yeah. Right. Is it, hello? Hello? One? Can you hear me? Wait, Stig talked over you when you said the BAFTAs. <laughs> So it's just clearing it up for the audience there. I don't think he said BAFTAs. <laughs> oh, come on, guys. Come on, we're professionals. <laughs> right, me First you up. are, Oodles. <laughs> <laughs> First up, the best of film. You had Anatomy of Fall, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flying Moon, Poor Things, and Oppenheimer. Have a guess what won. Oppenheimer. Yes. I'm not guessing I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. I'm looking at the list now. Yeah, at the list now. <laughs> just go. Just, you don't have to go through the list of the, of the nominees. No, just tell us the big the winners. Oh, I, I thought people might be interested in the big ones, but yeah. Fine, yeah, mate, the winner. will be cold by time than now. <laughs> do you want to fucking do it? Ooh. No. Um, so, yeah. Who put 50 pence in big? <laughs> what are you drinking, but He's on Doom Bar, that's why. He's getting aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Doom over here. Um, yeah, so yeah, but. Best film not in the English language was the Zone of Interest winner. This picked up quite a few awards. I, I'm still, I don't know anything about this film. More on that later. Oh, there, there you go. There you go. Thank Speak you to the that. resident film guy. If it's your bag, best documentary, 20 Days in Maripol, Maripol sorry, uh, was the winner. Yeah. Best animated film was The Boy and the Heron. Good. Yeah. I mean, I'm mean, uh, uh, oh, sorry. To be fair, out of the nominees, it was a two horse race. It was that or Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. Spider-Man. Like Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget, great film, not the best of one of the year, and fuck Elemental. <laughs> yeah, Elemental's like not <laughs> bad, but it's just not awards worthy at all. Yeah, deeply no, average Pixar film. Yeah, it's the it's a Disney Pixar like one in it. They've got there has to be one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least their wish wasn't in the list. More on that later. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! It's been it's been half time. Um, He's had to keep the band interested. Yep. Best director was Christopher Nolan, of course, with Oppenheimer. Fair. That was an excellent direction. Uh, if it's your thing, best original screenplay was Anatomy of a yep. Fall. Yep. Best adapted screenplay was American Fiction. I need to see oh, that. I've really heard such good things. so much, yeah. Yeah, apparently. Apparently it's amazing. Yeah. 
Um, off to the actors and actresses or actor total. Um, best leading actress was Emma Stone, Poor Things. Another film I that I'm desperate really to see. Yep. Yeah, I bet she's really good in that. Uh, best leading actor is uh, Killian Murphy, Oppenheimer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's yep. going he's gonna to get the Oscar, isn't he? Yeah. Best Oppie going. Hey. <laughs> Uh, best supporting actress was uh, Divine Joy Randolph for the Holdovers. That's interesting. Like she's you really like good. that film, didn't you? She's really good in it, but I don't I'll, think she's the best. Not out of I've seen. Well, maybe I've maybe would have gone Rosamund Pike over her. Yeah, Sorbonne. I was just thinking that. Looking at yeah. Just looking at Sandra Huller in the zone of interest. I think I probably yeah. would have put them above her. She's good. But um, yeah, she wasn't like the the standout thing for me in that film. Mm. Do you think if um, Oppenheimer hadn't come out, do you think Barry Kogan, uh, Keoghan? I'm not sure how you pronounce his name. Keoghan. Keoghan. Do you think he would have grabbed that for Saltburn? No, no, I think Paul G. Looking at the rest won. of the list on the. No, Paul G. Marty would have won it. You reckon? Everyone, yeah. G. Marty apparently was showing for a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's, be- he's better. I think it's. I think it's also very comparatively quite early in Barry Keoghan's career. Like he's yeah. got he's got a lot of time to win an Oscar. Plus, um, uh, Jim shag a grave. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit much, I think that whole movie kind of centers on him throughout, doesn't it? So, I just well, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. He's, he's the, he's the yeah. main character, and so he does a great performance. But oh yeah, I don't th- I don't think that. From everything, I, the, I, have, I haven't seen the it's holdovers yet. The palatability yet. of the role as well. It's like, yeah, like I haven't can you seen the this yet, to everyone? <laughs> I haven't seen the holdovers yet, but every single thing I've heard about it is how incredible Paul Giamatti is in it. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, well, best supporting actor went to Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer. Perfect. Yeah, yeah I forgot it was that. him most of, most of the way through it. Uh, unsurprisingly, best cinematography went to Oppenheimer. No brainer. And the editing. No the original score, yeah, no brainer. <laughs> well, I, I think I, I love the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse score. Yeah, I think it's just doing things completely different to everyone else. Like, but yeah, you know, I think I think Oppenheimer has less of a, a score and more and more of a soundscape. <coughs> it's like, a soundscape. Yeah, it's not exactly. an album you're going to rush out to buy. It's like it, it, best it, it, sound. It reminds me. It reminds me a little bit of the Dune soundtrack, and where you know Dune wasn't particularly musical, but it was. It did was, have a lot of... It, yeah, but it was the, the perfect accompaniment for the film. It's perfect, that, by the way. I am also I am also like really enjoying the fact... I don't know why I'm enjoying this little bit of schadenfreude, but the fact that Maestro is nominated for so many things and that Oscar bait film isn't winning anything. Good. <laughs> worst one out of the lot. I've not even seen three of the Oscar films yet, and I can tell you already it's the worst <laughs> one out of the lot. It's also, it's also nice to see when they literally put it out as a shoo-in and it doesn't happen and... They were like, "Huh? What did we do wrong?" Two good, two good performances, but the film is just dull as fuck. It was when yeah, I was yeah, getting yeah. ads on Reddit that actually had for your consideration at the bottom. I'm like, "Fuck! Why are you appealing to redditors? They don't vote in the academy." Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Any more, Biggie? Come on. Pace. Yeah, here's an interesting one because again, I, I haven't seen the film uh, that won it, but best special visual effects went to poor things. Which I don't know much about that. Have movie, you not seen the trailer it's... to Parfait? There's some it's fucking got weird lot, shit going on with that film. It's got a lot of um, not uh, 
like visual effects more so like prosthetics and stuff look by the looks yeah, of it. Yeah, like actual practical effects. Practical effects, so whether that covers it as well. Um, yeah, I think it's like some yeah. dream. I mean, it's in a list with the creator, Guardians of, of the well. Galaxy 3, Mission Impossible, Napoleon. Just uh, yeah, interesting. It feels like they lump a lot of it into the same bracket now. Yeah. I think I, I think it's also, it's also getting to the point where the people who are winning like best visual effects when it's just condensed down, like the Oscars has like several categories yeah, for it. Yeah. Make, they have makeup, don't they? But when, like they when they kind of boil it down to one category like this, it, the award tends to go to whoever's doing something interesting with it. Because like the creator mm. has wonderful CGI. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 has wonderful CGI. But it's all just hyper-realism. You know, they're not doing anything special mm. or particularly innovative with it. They're just making it look nice. Do you know, yeah, do you know yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 with... Um, with um, What's the, what's the dog called? The psychic dog. I should know this. You should know this. You're the Cosmo. Cosmo, yeah, Cosmo. I thought that was just a dog in a suit. That dog is completely CGI throughout that whole film. So is um, uh, the cat in uh, So is Groot. <laughs> some, uh, the thing is, though, some of the CGI in Marvel is incredible. Like, when you watch um, yeah. when you watch Endgame, all of their time travel suits, it's all CGI. Like, they're well, not in yeah. a suit. It's, they're not in a suit. <laughs> no. Robert De- and the Crazy. cat, like he says on the Marvels, that yeah. cat is not there. It doesn't exist. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. has never worn an Iron Man suit. No, he it's hasn't. It's always been CGI ever since the first one in 2008. The but only, this last... The only bit that's ever real is like the edge of the mask when he's got the mask open. Yeah. 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 Since COVID, though, the visual effects have, have dropped off. Gone down. Yeah. Yeah, they're really They're rushing them. That's the problem. They're, they're, they're rushing yeah. them and they're not paying enough for them. Yeah. But that, that, that Cosmo... That, that, I was like, oh, that dog's so nice. And then you wait for credits for name an animal, and there wasn't one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was CGI. <laughs> it's probably Sean Gunnering around on all fours, isn't it? Like probably, mate. He does everything else. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, his big brother's got to keep him busy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's one at Guardians now, mate. No arguing with him. Two of them, technically. Yeah, two of them. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to show my age and knowledge here. The Rising Star Award, voted for by the public, went to a Mia McKenna-Bruce, and every name in that list I do not know. She's um, in How to Have Sex. I think she directed it. And How Do You Have Sex? Oh, yes, I recognise her. More on that later. Uh, (laughs) uh, I owe a a Debery. I can can never pronounce her name. Um, She was in The Bear. You've watched The Bear, haven't you? Yeah. No. Oh. You've not watched The Bear? No. Well, that's something you need to change. Yeah, I know. It's on my list. Oh, expanding list. But yeah, that was pretty much the BAFTAs, I think, the ones that stood out. For, uh, the British Academy Film yeah, and Television Yeah, the problem awards. is that usually, usually we record this on a Sunday night and all the American awards yeah, are after late, we've recorded, it? so then we have to cover them the week after. <laughs> and I it's nice to be there. I noticed that soil. these had already happened before we recorded, so I was like, let's just get that in quick. Get it in. Breaking Cut news, edge. but I'm yeah, man, yeah, man. Cool. Next. Other breaking news: the Fantastic Forecast has been confirmed. Um, as reported, Pedro Pascal will be Reed Richards, also known as Mister Fantastic. Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm, also known as the Invisible Woman. Uh, Johnny Storm, also known as the Human Torch, is Stranger Things star Joseph Quinn. And the dude playing the thing, also known as Ben Grimm, is the bear favourite, Eben Mosbachrak. And now, and now we cross over to Oodles for his immediate reaction on this. Love it, yes, fucking love it, <laughs> love it, genius, absolutely genius. And I, I was talking to Stig, it Vanessa seems like Kirby's it's set in sixties. 
seems like it's set in sixties, and I'm banging to this. It, it, it makes it, it gives it a reason to set, for you to say, "Why weren't the Fantastic Four there with Thanos and stuff like that?" If they set it before all that, perfect. Send them in a wormhole, bring love, them back to modern day. I love that. Job done. I love, love that they've got a Eben Moss back, uh, backrack as the thing. That's that, oh, that's inspired. Perfect. That he's got the Just perfect an voice angry, for it. Angry, angry Italian, kicking off. Just going mad. Oh, it's going to be fucking brilliant. Yeah, I didn't and, think at first it was in the 60s, and then someone pointed out that the magazine that the thing is reading is an actual cover from a, a magazine in the 60s. Well, I only thought it was the 60s because it looked like the 60s cover. I just thought people were drawing that. Yeah, and they got that little robot, aren't they? That's uh, yeah, def- <laughs> definitely 60s-inspired like future technology, that, isn't it? Did yeah. you know that um, it's like when Iron Man in the MCU has Jarvis, which is the computer, but in the comics he had Jarvis the butler, or eventually yeah, became Jarvis right. the robot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, I love the fact that it's going to be like the Jetsons. And it, again, it excuses why they've not existed in the MCU. Send them off in a wormhole and bring them back into modern well, day, and then you've got all, all like, the hijinks of yeah, that. Yeah, weird, timey-wimey wormholes yeah. shit, in other films. So. Because, because it's Fantastic Four, like... It happens all the fucking time for them. They're always getting in a wormhole. They're fucking living them. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm, I can't wait. I'm liking the uh, the rumours for who's going to play Galactus as well. Who? Uh, Javier Bardem. <laughs> oh, yeah, we are Cowgun. <laughs> <laughs> well, do not. <laughs> Cowgun and planets. planets. Seriously, <laughs> if they're going to use Galactus for this first It's not film, a cloud. Can't be a cloud. Not, uh, no. Do not kill him. Have them banish him somehow so they can yeah. save him for later. Do not waste one of the biggest threatening fucking villains in Marvel in one film. Pin this. I know it's going to happen. They're going to fight Galactus in this, and the only way to stop him is send him into the future. And they're going to go with him. Yeah, like put him off rather than yeah. Yeah. kill him. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have to and do bring something because I'm not And all these, all these modern heroes are going to be like, the fuck is that? Yeah, I am not accepting. <laughs> the is the Galactus is a one and done fucking no, villain. Not, not, <laughs> not the, the the planet eater. And then again, you can have the Herald of Galactus, Silver Server come in. You can you can make Marvel cosmic because we've been cosmic in Marvel for a while with Guardians of the Galaxy. They're all in the same universe. Remember? Yeah, we can be cosmic. We can get Thor back to his good old times. Oh, it's, this could be the the renaissance we need in the MCU. And I'm so or excited. use a morph spell on him and put him in your pocket. I'll put him in your pocket. Yeah, that's right. You could. Just don't rip his head oh. off. Don't rip his head off. <laughs> I, I, I just think if they if they do it in sixties as a period piece for most of the film, it's genius. That is that's that's how you fucking do it. Because Fantastic Four is quintessentially Golden Age comics. It is, yeah. Even and like even like genius. The, the cartoon that was on in the nineties had a sixties yeah, vibe it about it. Yeah, yeah. It's always been Jetsons and uh, Flintstones family meets the Jetsons meets the fucking Justice League type yeah. thing. It's just, it's just, ah, oh, it's they live in a in the Baxter Building in the middle of New York. It's just, it's cool. But Victor Von Doom, who's going to be Victor Von Doom? The same Killian Murphy, the same Henry Cavill, the same. I'd this, seen, that, I'd seen other. the rumors on Henry Cavill. I don't think it'd be Henry Cavill. I don't think he'd no. want to play another baddie. No, I don't he, he has signed up, hasn't he, to do a uh, do something? But everyone's do... saying he's going to be Captain Britain. Captain which makes a lot of sense. It's just boring, though, isn't it? Mm. He's not the most boring. exciting character. What if he becomes Sentry, which is just the Marvel Superman? Yeah, again, boring. <laughs> um, yeah, that'd be weird. I'm still, I'm still pushing for Glenn Howerton to be Doctor Doom. 
He's worked that is perfect. He'd be so good at it, and he's and he's the right kind of age now. And yeah, he he's is. Worked, yeah. He's worked with Max Chapman before on It's Always mm. Sunny. That would be absolute genius. He's got a, a thousand yard stare, hasn't he? He could pierce he, straight he, through your soul. And exactly. he plays insane very well. Yeah. And Doctor Doom, he's a genius, but when you're insane as well as a genius, that's what makes you dangerous. Ooh, I knew I'd seen I knew I'd seen an idea. Cyclops first. Henry Cavill. Ooh. Not against it. Like Scott it. Summers. Yeah, that works. No. Better than James too, Marsden. Too gorgeous. No, yeah, but he's too built for it. Yeah, but he's, 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 fuck up. Have you looks like? <laughs> I have the seen comics, the other one, yes. He looks like a beefcake. He looks fucking... His nickname is Slim, Slim for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, but they need to establish that Cyclops is the leader this time. Because in those other X-Men films, he was very much a side yeah. character to Wolverine. And is, is, isn't the yeah. fact that his nickname is Slim, is it that, that um, Logan gives it to him to take the piss out of him because he's insecure? No, it's before, it's before that. Is it? um, oh, it's cool. what Gene Grey calls him. And everyone everyone was saying it's because his dick's slim. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. you got to remember, X-Men started without Wolverine. True. Wolverine only came in on, I think, fourth, third, fourth episode of it. I don't, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, remember remember old Wolverine, Biggie, when he had an helmet on? Not an helmet, like, but a mask. Yeah. In his head. Not not a yeah, mask with spiky it's, bits, just a round. No, 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 no. Yeah, in the early fun. days. Just, and Beast, yeah. Beast didn't wasn't blue originally. He wasn't blue. Nope. He's just a man on all fours. <laughs> yep. He also wasn't Kelsey Grammer. No, which some people don't like. Especially Panty. Yeah, I enjoyed that last <laughs> week. That that made me cackle like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm so pumped for Fantastic. That that is me, bums on seats, day one, IMAX. Hundred percent. That I've been waiting for this. Since I really the hope rise of the Silver Surfer. Really hope they don't fuck it up. Fourth time's a charm. Fantastic <laughs> Four. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you're not going to watch a Fan Four stick to get yourself back in the mood for it, are you? I've never seen I, it. I'm <laughs> never bothered. I tell you what, the original Fantastic Four film is it's a fine. good film. It's fine. The casting's great. Film. The Silver Surfer's Silver Surfer's shite. No, but it's fan not good. Fan Fortastic, or whatever it's called, is probably... One of the worst things I've ever watched in my life. At the end, what should we call ourselves? I don't know, but it'll be fantastic. All four of us. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> They've got to say the name of the movie, though. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. Uh, do you know who named the Fantastic Four? Probably Guess. The pre- probably the press, the bugle. <laughs> who's Who's the most famous man in the press in New York? Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson, the Fantastic Four. Excelsior. Yeah, bring it on. Bring it on. I'm so excited. I'm so fucking excited. When's that coming out? In five years? Next year. 25th of July <laughs> oh, next year. July. Oh, I can't wait. Next, before I piss me, Sam. Ah, more than a woman. Uh, Ridley Scott making a deal to direct Bee Gees biopic. Ooh, okay. I'm interested in this. Weird mix, but yeah. Have you heard about the, the good brothers in, in real life? Like, all they used to do is scrap with each other, like yeah. full on fist fight each other. They used to, they used to fight, they used to take drugs, and they used to fuck. Not yeah. E- yeah, not each other, but yeah, not each other. <laughs> no wonder they had high voices. No, uh, <sighs> apparently the proper badass, badass. Um, were they Irish, Bee Gees or no. Welsh? They're London, yeah, I weren't think they? They're Irish, aren't they? American, I thought. Oh, they're British. They? I think they're Irish. Yeah, yeah. I want to say Irish. I, but I know they were just badass drinkers. I know they were bad boy drinkers. 
I always love watching the video to um, Staying Alive. And it's just that first line when they're, when they're fucking mincing down the street. And oh, the, they're mincing. And the, and the line is, you can tell by the way I use my walk, I'm a woman's man. No time to, and they've got these fucking super skinny jeans on and their feathered hair and they're mincing back and forth. Like, no, no, lads, you're queens. <laughs> you guys are fabulous. You're oh, flaming. They're from Manchester. Are they? Manchester. Oh, I don't know where I got the Irish connection from. Hmm. Still, that'll be interesting because, yeah, if, if it's like fly on the wall style where they're going to just reveal all, I want to see them shooting up before a gig and stuff like that because they were bad boys. They won't. I know they won't. Well, no, they did with Queen, document, uh, Queen film, did they? Yeah, it's a biopic, the, so it's... The, bi- the flavour of the month. Biopics are the flavour of the last few years. Yeah. More on that later. Apart from the Elton John one, the Rocket <laughs> Man, where he were, he were off his kite halfway, all the way through it. Yeah, but... That were all right. Yeah. Yeah, but the Queen one was not all right. No, they didn't even show Freddie Mercury once on the gear, which he bloody loved. Oh, he loved the gear. He, had the, he loved it. He had them parties with the little people holding plates of, of gear. Remember that? that <laughs> Plate that, of gear. The, remember that <laughs> Bowie one you watched, which can't technically be about Bowie. Yeah. They didn't call him Bowie once, they just kept calling him, um, what's his name, real name? Um, Ziggy. Uh, David. 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 Uh, David. Is it David Jones? David Jones, Is that yeah. his name? Yeah, they kept calling him Davey all the way through it. And his songs were like, um, you know, like Space Oddity. They were like, I'm in the cosmos doing <laughs> space things. <laughs> it's, it's There's an it astronaut. Was. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> oh, God, that was so fucking funny, that film. Oh, don't watch it. <laughs> it was so funny. Next. Uh, last one for this. Uh, Paramount and Comcast have held early talks about potentially combining Paramount Plus and Peacock into one service. What a shock. All these <laughs> services can't fucking stand by themselves, so they're going to have to nope. merge. I, I love how a lot of people are saying, um, we, we, uh, watch is on the cock next, year, next, next week. On the cock. They keep calling it the cock. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Call it cock plus. And I'm in. More cock. Mark <laughs> yeah, yeah, they can't can't sustain their own ecosystem. Can't, they can't survive. So Too many forces. Netflix yeah, it's is... they all combine into one big thing, and then we can all watch the films that we want to watch at any point. Thank you. There you I go. feel like it's like Netflix is fine because Netflix seem yeah. to have their name and kind of unlimited money. Yeah, but yeah, but they've kind of cemented themselves as being the first, and everyone's a lot of people signed up from Prime. Loads of people have that because they have Prime for yeah. deliveries as well. So you get all the other stuff with it. So they're kind of safe. And then everyone else has tried to do it. <laughs> everyone HBO's, else is fighting for third. HBO had to, well, Disney, to, Disney Plus to merge with. It's got to be. Yeah, sure. they, they had to, to, to merge with Warner Brothers. Um, these two are going to merge. Someone else will merge at some point. Or oh, Hulu, I think, merged with someone as well. Was it Disney? Something like that. Yeah, we get yeah. a lot of Hulu stuff on Disney, don't we? Yeah, yeah. So you get Futurama and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Who the funk it? Everyone. Yeah. yeah. Not everyone <laughs> wants to spend 130 quid a month on different streaming yeah. services. What a shock. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, as well, in this country, if you want HBO stuff, you've got to have Sky as well, haven't you? Yeah. It fucking kills me that because it's some of the best telly, but you've got to. Wait while it's all finished and get a trial. <laughs> That's what you've got to do. That's what I'll be doing when House of Dragon comes on. That's what I did when um, when Last, Last of, Us. of Us came on. Yeah, yes. I'm not paying for Sky. That's, 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 
There are ways. Next. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you like your stuffed crust? Because pizza giant Domino's yeah. has apologised after a worker at one of its restaurants was filmed appearing to pick his nose and wipe it in a large mass of dough. Fuck off. The- I can't hear this shit, mate. The clip filmed at a Japanese branch of the chain went viral on Monday after it was shared on the Bakusai online forum. It shows an employee in Domino's uniform talking to the person behind the camera whilst kneading. He then appears to stick a finger up his nose before rubbing it into the dough. Within hours of the video being uploaded, Domino's Japan has posted on its ex-account to apologise. This is explained that the man in the video was a part-time worker, like that matters, at one of his stores in uh, Amagasaki... City near Osaka. Sure. Um, it's failed to ensure something like this will never happen again, which it can't do. We deeply apologise for making our valued customers uncomfortable. Oh. <laughs> so it's guaranteed. It's guaranteed that that worker has now gone outside um, Domino's, as you say. Yeah. yeah. He stood outside Domino's. He's gotten to his knees and sepulchred himself in front of corporate <laughs> overlords. He's gone. He's dead. The the the, the thing is. The Japanese take food hygiene ridiculously seriously. They're, they're like the yeah, world yeah. class. They've got most Michelin stars in, on, on planet, haven't well, they? Like, there was, the, sure they have. There was a video that went around about a year ago of this of a, of a Japanese TikTok trend of people in the um, you know the sushi bars with the conveyor belts, like yeah. picking up a piece of sushi, licking it, and putting Ooh. it back on. Ooh. Fuck off! And they, yeah, I remember that. They got arrested. Good. Good. No, no, but I'm, I'm saying that if that happened here, they would be kicked out. They wouldn't be arrested for it. Like the oh, Japan, no, but they should. They, they should, should be arrested. Should be. They should, <laughs> should be Japan thrown second. In the sea. But um, is it second? All oh, right, America first. No, France, but still up there. France. Like, oh, it makes sense. Michelin. Yeah, French. Um, but yeah, the um, no, it's, it's not Michelin. It's Michelin. It's the tire company. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Michelin star. French name. No, no, it's from the Michelin Travel Guide. No way! Yes, the tire people, the Michelin yeah. man. Yeah, it was it, it was a fucking tourist book that started it, and then every it, fucking and then the, day you learn something. And then the standards got so high that's when it became like the top level for restaurants. But yeah, I genuinely thought it it's was the Michel- Michelin. No, it's the Michelin like Michelin, Michelin, Michelin travel guy. Maybe slightly separate to the tire company, but yeah, it's basically the Michelin travel guy in America. You think no if you if you get way. a Michelin star, you get like a free Michelin man, a free Michelin man? Yeah, like a you can put a sticker in your window, or you get a. Um, Cardboard cut out. <laughs> you fuck. Every day is a learning day. That's what I've always said. But yeah, the um, brilliant. Yeah, the Japanese take food hygiene so seriously because a lot of their food is either raw or it's kind of fish based. So the hygiene does have oh, to yeah, still move. Super serious. Oh, still oh, moving. Still, still <laughs> moving. Um, yeah. So they are fucking shit hot on it if people fuck with food. I just I I don't want to. This kind of. Do you know if I've got a hair in my pizza embedded into cheese, that pizza's yeah. going in bin. I can't. I can't live with it. You'll be. You'll be glad to find out the oodles from the article. The pizza dough shown in the clip was being prepared for 24-hour fermentation and was thrown out before it could be used. So Good. no one ate Good. anything. Oh, it makes me sick. Isn't it like a potentially like um, arrestable thing to do, tampering with people's food? Yes. In Japan, oh, is, yeah, there's, there's Contamination, also... Contamination, innit? Do you remember the... Um, <clears throat> there was... It's back to TikTok trends again. There's a TikTok trend in America of like... Like people going into like supermarkets and like opening ice licking cream and licking and putting yeah. it. Oh, that were a trend. That, that yeah. were a trend, and those people got federal Peanut charges. So yeah. the should it's disgusting. You, you might be, have a disease. You well, exactly. no, no, passing no, something on, couldn't you? No, it's not even that. There was a thing in America. It, it's worth looking. It's like a true crime thing called. I think it's called the Tylenol murders. And basically, mm. what was happening? There was a pharmacist who was Tylenol is their brand of um, paracetamol. Aspirin in it. Yeah. Aspirin or paracetamol. 
they were basically contaminating the me- uh, some oh. practice of medicine to murder people some like randomly murder people. And oh after God. and after after that, it became a federal crime to tamper with food or medicine. Oh, like food quality, food grade stuff. Yeah. Mm. So so wow. those so those like fucking teenagers going around just like opening a Ben and Jerry's, licking the top and putting with it back their in. face and their accounts up up on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Idiots. They, they got federal charges. They went to federal fuck, fuck me in the ass hell. prison. Good. Yeah, they're, they're getting bummed, aren't they? Um, wow. Well, America did something right yeah. from something wrong. Well done for once. <laughs> it did, it did, Please it tell did me that was the weird World Web. Though. It was. That yeah. was the weird... Oh, I'm going to say, because if not, if that was just a normal story, that's fucking... I'm really funny with food hygiene, man. I'm really funny. Like, so even when, this, this is going to sound stupid now, and I've done it forever. I wear gloves to make my kids pack lunch. Don't need I to. I don't know why... I've. I've always done it. I know you don't the, need to, and I know everyone says wash your hands and well, stuff, but I don't know. It's just in my head. I, I had an intermediate health and hygiene when I was running my pub and stuff like that and on cruise ships and stuff, and it's so mm. essential that you, you do that properly. And the fact that I yeah. hadn't had vomiting and diarrhea for so many years, like for years and years and years, years until I had it that other week, goes to show you. Because you were doing how, good hygiene, weren't you? Yeah. How rare it was, and I still don't know where it came from. Yeah, you see all the time like clips of people doing stuff with food and you look in the comments and I was like why are they wearing gloves why are they gloves because gloves are too make people feel too you're not safe. washing them as much you don't wash you don't wash gloves and people yeah, yeah, touch things that. other things that. and it's easy they to think because I'm wearing gloves. yeah because I'm wearing gloves them, I'm not... it's just them dinner lady gloves that you put on yeah you just, just... And, and you throw them away after every do you know them little plastic bags yeah yeah, yeah but it's, it's it's just them you still it's still because I'd want it myself you see I always find it funny when you see those videos of like of people wearing those like black nitrate gloves when they're cooking, and like you know yeah. they'll, they'll pick up a bit of meat and prepare it, put it aside, then pick up the veg. And it's like you've just touched raw Stop chicken it. meat. I yes. literally, <laughs> I literally Stop watched. It. You remember? You remember when I told you I'd sat and watched that kebab shop at like two in the yeah. morning one time? Yeah, yeah. you should do that. And he was there, like the guy was wearing his gloves, and everyone in the comments just going, "Change your gloves, change your gloves." Oh. Someone, someone's going, "Find out what shop it is," and we found out what. But shop did he it have was. like proper black latex gloves on? Uh, yeah, but he kept, he was handling change and money and then oh, going back to no. create, making the pizzas. He was touching the surfaces, touching I won't be able things. I would to go there. And, and, I'd like uh, to not know. It was so funny because people... not wear gloves. People in the comments like, we found out who it, where it was and someone was like, I'm going to ring. And the, the next minute we heard like the phone go, <laughs> change your gloves. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll, you guys have known, you've been in my presence when we get a takeaway. I don't help people sh- put, put the food out. I just... Give you the box because I'm really funny with it. I'm yeah, like, that's it's, fair. I'm a really hygienic, ugh, horrible. But anyway, thank you for that news and a little insight into our eating habits. God, we're such good at content. Anyway, let's move on to the main <laughs> show. Um, I'm going to start really quickly because I'm quicker than you guys at discussing stuff. I've been playing two, two computer uh, yeah. games. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm way quicker than you. No, you're oh, not. What? Where'd that you. come from? Kill you, mate. Kill you. There's, anyway. You've done like 20 minutes reviews once when you've... Obsessed yeah. you've, done, you've done like 20 minute reviews on shit you don't like. <laughs> I know, I know. All right. Look, I, We're already at an hour on. 12. This isn't a mutiny, guys. <laughs> We're a family. Yeah, I've played two computer now. games. You've already I've taken 10 playing... minutes to talk about this one. Shut up, let me talk! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I've been playing a lot 11. of Switch. Cause... Shut up. Uh, it's... it's uh... <sighs> I've lost my train of thought, but I've been playing a lot of Switch. Next. I just... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> playing a lot of Switch. and Because I like to lay down and play games. I've been playing two games. The first game I want to talk about is a game that's re- only just come out this week, and 
from all I can see, it's exclusive to Switch as well, not even PC. It's called Twilight Survivors. Can you guess what kind of game that is what, from its name? Vampires? Vampires, kind of, but Survivors bit's the bigger clue. Because there's a game called Vampire. Oh, God, is it ripping off Vampire Survivors? Survivors? It's ripping off Vampire Survivors. Now, I'm going to lose my um, Game or card in a second, but I'm going to tell you something. It's it's just Vampire Survivors. Yeah, Um, I'm I'm telling you now, Biggie. Uh, Gadget, sorry. Fuck's sake. Stop doing that, man. Have a week off and you can't remember. I'm telling you now, Gadget. Well, you stop putting your names on things. Grow some some hair. Grow some fucking (laughs) hair, man. I yeah, will when you grow a beard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Today, what are we on? But yeah, Gadget, I'm going to say this right now. I think this is better than Vampire Survivors. It, but it is just Vampire Survivors with I know, ears. you couldn't exist without it. <laughs> but imagine Vampire Survivors with great graphics. <laughs> That's what this is. It plays exactly, but it's a bit easier. Because Vampire Survivors is a tough old game. I know, but that's what uh, makes it I- interesting. I loved it, but if you don't know what it is, you're, you're a character that you don't control how often you fire your, your, your weapons and stuff. Uh, you just aim, and you're moving about a, a field, and waves and waves of waves of monsters are coming at you. You've got like 25 minutes to survive. It gets harder and harder. You're getting pickups. You're getting stronger. Uh, every time you die, you're unlocking something else. It's really, really pacey, really good for a one-and-done. I'm on the toilet playing on my Switch. This game by Dory Dory Studios, Twilight Survivors, I think it's fucking incredible. Unlike Vampire Survivors, it's £2.49. It's a bargain. Yeah, fair. It's an absolute bargain. And it's gorgeous. The graphics are way better, aren't they, Gadget? Well, they are, but they also... I like the charm of the kind of pixely art in Vampire Survivors. I'll tell you now, though, Vampire Survivors has got better music. Way better music. I mean, the music in Vampire Survivors is banging. Hang on, I've got this trailer plugging. I say I've got cool. the music. I get the graphical difference. With the two the games, jump. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at trailer of it now. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah, and it doesn't stutter at all on Switch at all. It's it's phenomenal for two pound. If you want just to pick up and play, you're always progressing game for two pound forty nine. You can't go wrong with Twilight Survivors. Yes, it's got an anime girl as you can play as, but you can also play as a mech. You can play as a cat with a sword. You can play as this and that. You can play as a what looks like a horse chestnut or something. I don't know what it is. It's some kind of <laughs> Japanese weird thing. The title of the game sounds like a support group for people that have seen the film or read the books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Twilight Survivors. If, if, if you've watched this, come and speak to us. No, it's really fucking good. And I know a few of you guys on, on Switch have got them coins that you can buy games with. Spend your coins on this for £2.49. It's abs- I think it's essential. If you've rinsed Vampire Survivors, it's got... A few loops that are slightly different. It's got some, um, like, each character you play has got an, al- an alternative move set while you're in the battle to differentiate it from Vampire Survivors. So there's tactics to it as well. There's proper bosses in it and stuff. It, I fucking love it. It's brilliant. And I, from all I can see, it's only on Switch. I've not seen it anywhere else. And, yeah, I recommend it. And I don't usually recommend cheap knockoff games, but this is just <laughs> brilliant. It's brilliant. It wouldn't exist without Vampire Survivors, let's be real. So close in the name, Twilight Survivors. Twilight's a vampire book. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's so fucking close. But yeah, the main thing I want to talk about is my Valentine's Day present. So, do you know when you don't expect to get something good from someone that's uh, not a, a, a gamer, 
and they buy you a gaming gift and you're always you're like you know you because you, i got a gift i got a game a, a computer game for valentine's day and it was in wrapped up and i was like oh, i know it's a switch game i can feel it being a switch game and i thought What's uh-huh. it, is it gonna be fucking elmo's play world is it gonna be fucking something <laughs> shite <laughs> do you know what i mean opened it up octopath traveler 2 Ooh, nice. well, that's a nice present and she went i know you like stats and you're a bit of a nerd i went you do you do and you got this absolutely right but apparently she's been looking on my switch of what i've been playing on previously and she saw that octopath traveler was on there so she's done the research so if she wasn't offended by all the fucking porn games that you've got on there. Oh, she went, "What's this gay bear game?" I went, "It's good. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> it's really good. It's got a touching story and good puzzle mechanics." Shut sure. up, puzzle mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Octopath Travel. To cut a long story short, if you don't know what it is, it's by Acquire and published by Square Enix. As as Biggie mentioned last week, Acquire got bought by From Software last week, so I'm really excited what's going to happen to them. Um, it's a what do they call it? Two point three D or something? Two point five D. Two point five D. No, no, no. Uh, sorry, two D H D. That's it for that one. Two D H D. There's so many weird fucking things, but it's one of those uh, JRPGs. It, it's loosely based on the old romance and saga games, where it's a non-linear uh, JRPG where you can pick from eight characters to start off. You build your party up. You're going on jolly and adventures. Do, and do, do those eight characters travel down eight different paths? Almost like they do. An octopus, like an octopus, like an octopus. <laughs> yes. I they see do. where you're going the, with this. Exactly. Well, the first cr- game, Biggie, we cracked the code. <laughs> you cracked the code. It's like fucking Sherlock, isn't it? When he's seeing all that algebra. We're in. <laughs> We're in. <laughs> Hack the planet. But yeah, the first one was really good, and but it, it, it lacked in substance when it came to the story. I think I, like, I I enjoyed the first one's gameplay, but I got, yeah, the gameplay is amazing. Bored of the story by about well, once you've collected the characters, they don't talk to each other. They don't all. talk to each other. There's no interaction between them, and it's just like, no. oh, you've been playing this for forty hours. Now here's the big bad you need to go and sort out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that was my biggest biggest. Cra- this one's completely. They've gone right. We've got a, a solid. This time. We've got a solid gameplay loop. So the gameplay loop's not changed, gadget. Great. But now it's got a story. Like whichever you pick to be your starting character you stick with that character for the rest of the game you have then got the option to be like do I collect all the eight characters or do I level four characters that I want to find whenever you want to go across the world and find them and they interact they speak to each other they get involved in each other's storylines oh, fantastic there's, there's, there's moments where if you've collected two certain characters if you go back to a certain town they'll have their own in in like like a story together like an um, an interim chat yeah. and, the, the, and it's just the the the, uh, the voice acting's really good. It's not phenomenal, don't get me wrong. Really <laughs> good for what it is. Um, it's gorgeous to look at. The, the The battles now spin around a little bit and make it more 3D and have effects and stuff. The still rumble's the, um, really good. The, have they still got the break mechanic in the fights? The break mechanic is so, even better this time. I really like that because one thing that JRPGs... Uh, this is something that um, Dragon Quest Eleven kind of does a little bit that, um, that I don't like, but it's Fair enough for what it is. Mm. You get into a habit of just using the same attack over and over again because yes. it's the most effective yes. against the most things. Yeah. Whereas you the can't break, do that with this game. No, with the break mechanic, it's just like, okay, well, who do I need to swap in and out to fight this particular creature? Yeah. And, you know, it, yeah. it's like, it's the uh, rock, paper, scissors thing expanded. Every, every monster in this game's got four weak elemental weaknesses or stat-based weaknesses. Once you've hit them with something you learn their weakness and that sticks with you for the rest of the game so you don't have to make a note of it yeah and, and that, that, that's really smart i really like that about the first octopath traveler 
Yeah, it, on this one, it's even better, Gadget, because you've got limit breaks as well every time. Oh, nice. When The game's um, significantly easier. They've made it a lot easier, so there's less incentive to grind. Um, there's a day-night cycle where if you really do fancy a grinding sesh, you can a- anytime switch it to nighttime by pressing uh, the right trigger and grind harder, harder baddies. You know what I mean? The same baddies, but the harder versions because it's nighttime. And you just... Levels are just going up. Because you already know their weaknesses. It's the same baddies, but stronger and giving you more experience. So it just alleviates that. And it's just absolutely sensational. If, you want, if you've got a hankering... It's 25 quid at the moment as well. I don't know much about that one. Ark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got too many long games to play, man. I've got a feeling this is going to be quicker than last. Because last game was about 100 hours, wasn't it? It was, and I it suffered for this it. This is about... It says, it says on how how long to be, and it says completion is 50 hours. Oh, that's not bad. And I think it's 24 hours for just a normal run-through. And again, it's one of those games where it does have replay value because whoever you start with, they have the biggest story. They're the main yeah. character, which on the on the, on the the last game, it doesn't matter who you started because you're going to collect everyone anyway. Yeah. But I, I, I started as a samurai guy, and um, the, 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 the story to his is, you won't be able to beat the Emperor, so go out and find some people to come and help you beat the Emperor. Really simple like that, but it's so yeah. nuanced and smart and clever where you're meeting up with other characters and, and then this samurai's like, is my is my story even as, as important as their story now? Do I forsake what I do to help this person that's getting taken, like a, a, a posse in a cowboy town? Do I have to help the posse? Yeah, nice. Do you know what I mean? It's really smart and it's just... Yeah, it, the more you, it's one of those games. The more you play it, the more you love it. And again, twenty five quid, buy it. <laughs> it's on. It's on Switch, PlayStation, PlayStation Five, and Steam. So yeah, I, I knew about the first game, but I realised I couldn't. The first play game. The there's no point in playing the first yeah. game when the sequel exists. I can promise you now. No, but it's I, not, I couldn't it's play it anyway because I didn't have the system that it was out for. But um, yeah. I've always been hoping that it would come out on. Uh, PlayStation. It's fucking. It's it's absolutely brilliant. I think the PS5 version is the cheapest version I've seen. I saw it at twenty two quid. So pick it up, mate. If you like, if you like those, those classics, where every battle you can't just relax. You've got to focus. Yeah. You've got to really go for it. And you can you can even there's, there's there's abilities that you can pick to make yourself get more experience from that battle you're in. Do you know what I mean? Like sacrifice a turn to get more experience. Which, if you're winning, you may as well anyway, aren't you? Yeah. It's really smart, it. really clever game, and I'm looking forward to seeing what Acquire do next. But, yeah, they're my I two. remember um, oh, the guy on God is a Geek review. I've forgotten his name. He said it was really good. Lyle. Lyle. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. gave it a 10 out of 10, didn't him, he? Yeah, I remember him talking about it, saying how good it was. So, yeah, I read his review. Yeah, uh, he's got great tasting. He's a, he's, he's a weirdo like I am, so I trust yeah. Lyle. Trust me as well. <laughs> Absolutely, it's 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 a knockout game, and don't don't bother playing the first. Just play this one. Not they're not linked in any way. Just play this one. It's really fantastic. But yeah, um, uh, Stig, what have you been up to? Loads. Um, but mainly films. I just want to mention a quick one before I bust into my two main ones. Uh, horror film called When Evil Lurks. It's on Shudder. Um. Really recommend this. It's a foreign film. I think it's Argentinian. Ooh. Where um, you used to get cheap games from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's really, really nasty. Uh, really kind of mean, but not in a popcorn horror over the top, like terrifier kind of way. It, it's, it's violent, 
but mm. um like a slasher flick no it's not so the story is uh set up where the residents of a small rural town discover that a demon is about to be born among them they're desperately trying oh, to escape no. before the evil is born but it's maybe too late so there's this thing called the rotten which kind of spreads across it's like taking control of this guy and somebody does something stupid and they let it out of the body that it's possessed and it kind of takes yeah. up what I really liked about it was that it doesn't take over just one person. It's not like the demon jumps from one person to the next. It starts to spread across the town. At the same time, and like a yeah, disease. Yeah, almost. Yeah, like like a rot. So I love it. I love it. But it is, it's fucking brutal and really nasty, and it does not shy away from doing things to children. Let's put it that Ooh. way. Oh, they, they, that kind of puts me off a little bit. Did you ever watch... Um... Terrified, which was that other Argentinian. That's by the same director. Yeah, oh, I'm well in because that first yep. film was awesome. I've not seen that yet, but it's the same director. Um, oh, it's it, so good. I'm it might in. put you off, but I always find it kind of brave because I always. Yeah, it is brave. It annoys me when there's children involved and they get away really easily, or the like. Demons are demons, like something that's going to possess. They don't care, do they? They don't care. They don't discriminate. And that's kind of one of the things I really liked about the new Evil Dead film was that it was just nasty, and it yeah. was like it did not care about hurting the children in that. It's not what I, you know. I'm not saying I want to see horror films hurt children. No, it, it just he logically it. It makes sense. It, it? Logically, it makes sense, and it gives it more fucking um, tension and weight, and it just makes it. I I hate it when the children just get away easy. In, in horror films, like the, like, uh, the, makes sense. At the end of the, the, fil- the, end of the film, they walk out the, the city and they look round and go, "We made it." Yeah, some <laughs> shit like that. But yeah, that's definitely worth checking out. Um, it's when only, evil lurks. When when Ooh. evil lurks. Yeah, it's only about. It came out last year. It's only about an hour and a half long, I think. Now, no, about that. thank in. you very much. But the two main films I watched this week, I went. I had a free night. No children. Kate was working, Oof. so I thought, sod it. Went down to the cinema, get a free ticket, went to see uh, two films. Came out of one, and I was like, oh, there's another one starting in 10 minutes. Can I go in there? She was like, yeah. So I did. Fuck. Who are you sleeping with? Oh, your wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one I went to I see, I'll, I'll talk about that after. That's the zone of interest. The second one was Bob Marley, One Love. Um, one lo- oh, it's the biopic, isn't it? Yeah. So this is yet yeah, the biopic of Bob Marley. It tells a story. I think it's over the course of, I think it's nineteen. It's in his thirties, isn't it? It's when he's yeah, in it's his like 30s. It's, it takes place over two years. Um, I, f- forgive me, I forget what two years it takes place over. Gone too soon, man. But it's during the time of kind of um, political upro- uh, uproar and yes, uh, in Jamaica, uh, yeah, of um, fighting in Jamaica and you know people being killed, gangs were killing other gangs for political affiliation and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's telling the story of Bob Marley trying to kind of help and heal Jamaica and pull everyone together. Trying to be an ambassador, wasn't he? Yeah, the problem with this is um, it is very much your typical music biopic uh, and it's yeah. very much just a hero-worshipping film. There's no substance to it. Um, they almost portray him in a Jesus-like way. Even oh. they, they even have these like kind of flashbacks to his... The, so they... they show the present day but then they show the flashbacks to his when he was younger when he met his wife Rita and when they formed the band then they go even further back at times and show him as a young child in almost these like dream-esque prophecies 
when it, he's walking on water. It, it, no, he's like, but it's it, it, he's almost he's in like this ring of fire and like being rescued <laughs> by this like thing, and it's just. Yeah, I just didn't think it kind of worked that at all. But obviously, the music is amazing. Uh, is, he, is there a scene where he's sat in a car and he's like, I've got an idea for a song. One love, one life. Right. He's just sat <laughs> Unfortunately, there is. Oh, yeah. They're doing all these music by yeah, office. I, there I literally like... wrote here, there's an egregious moment akin to Bohemian Rhapsody where they all come up with yeah. the song Exodus by just jamming away and... Like, never happened That's like that, did it? songs Come are on. made. No, they're literally all perfectly in sync with each other and, and, and singing the next line of the song, and it's just like, oh, come on, like... Oh, I fucking hate that. That doesn't happen. Yeah. It never happens. <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone comes up and goes, I've wrote these lyrics. Okay, um, what key should it be in? I don't know, G. All right, we'll work on it. We'll see you in four months. <laughs> <laughs> or no, so, or, or, or not... someone comes in with a riff or a melody and then you argue about yeah. it for four hours. and then somehow... That's what the Beatles did. <laughs> yeah, then so, somehow <laughs> you have argue. the first 30 seconds of a song written. <laughs> no, he just came down with some lyrics for Exodus and they all sort of tell <laughs> No, he didn't. They just jammed and they, they came up with it. So, yeah. I'd love to be proven wrong, but that never fucking happened. <laughs> so, yeah, unfortunately, it lacks nuance. It lacks real substance. Um, it skips over... You kind of get that from the trailer, I think. It skips over any moments showing his flaws. Like, yeah. It's was, a Bob piece, Mar- then. was Bob Marley wonderful in certain ways? Yeah, he did create great music, and he did actually bring you know political leaders together in Jamaica, and he was like a voice for the people. Did we- he not talk about um, him being an abusive father and husband? Nope. Um, basically that gets brought up during a fight with Rita at one point because you know these biopics have to have a fight at some point and then it's just smack Ziggy around all the time apparently it's just forgotten about in five minutes and that's the man was full of flaws and contradictions and I want to see that as well I I don't care about a puff piece I know all the good stuff I want to see I want to see a, a film about the actual life yeah what's and all yeah And, and it's produced by Rita Ziggy and Sid Della, Marley. Well, there you so, go. Well, Ziggy's not going to really slag his dad off now, is he? Because oh, he owns the estate. That's what I mean. That's there you go. It's it's, <laughs> it's fine to tell a story career, about his his music and his accomplishments, but I want the full story. Uh, but in his book, he said, "My dad used to throw me about fucking house." <laughs> uh, Kingsley Benadire is brilliant as Bob Marley, though. Really loses himself in he the looks role. Looks like him, doesn't he? It does because all the mannerisms and, and everything down to T. The Shanna Lynch is great as Rita. She's like the heart of the movie. But that's literally mm. all the movie has is good performances and the music, which was already yeah. there. It wasn't theirs. It's not the film's music, is it? No. So it's this year's Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, it's it? yeah, it's felt really safe. It's such a safe yeah. film. Um, mm. What a shame. Yeah. Second oh, film I saw, which we've talked about earlier tonight, uh, getting loads of awards, a Zone of Interest. So yeah. this is a film by Jonathan Glazer of Under the Skin, Sexy Beast fame. It's his first film Ooh. since Under the Skin, which was like 10 years ago. Yeah, it oh, feels wow. like it. It must have been. Must yeah. Have been. And it tells the story of a commandant of Auschwitz, Rudolf Hoss, and his wife, yep. Hedwig. Um, and it's it's the oddest framing device I have ever seen for an Auschwitz film. It's Is it is it, is it a black comedy? No. Not all. It's pure. Also, it's proper serious. Proper serious. Proper drama. It's um, it's brilliantly shot. This the use of sound is fucking incredible. Like the the, the film just starts you, you were a pitch, twat, what, him. pitch black oh. and just 
just the the sound the sound that they use right at the beginning, just like fucking on your senses straight away. It really just drills into you. But the framing device of this is we are watching a family who very much love each other in their Mm. perfectly nice, almost white picket fence house with this gorgeous garden, gorgeous like greenhouse and and flowers. And they're all having a nice time by the river and they've, they've got a pool in the garden and they're swimming around and having a great time. Over the other side of the wall, Auschwitz. Fuck off! No. Oh yeah. yes, I've seen. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. Oh shit! Because I've also seen that that house is actually still there in real life. Like that's, yeah. that's it. I've seen like Holy a doc- documentary in Auschwitz, and like you come out the main gate, and there's just there's like really nice house there. Yeah, and genuinely, you're sat there going, I obviously cannot root for any of these people. At all. they know what's going off over the wall. Because they know what's going off over the wall. And his wife, at one point, like... Auschwitz is Poland, right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah I think it's Polish, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, Poland, yeah. And, yeah, they did, like, even after the, after the film ends, it kind of talks about some of the, the kind of um, operation that he was involved with, uh, Horst was involved with afterwards, and the, the amount of, uh, I think it was Hungarians that they killed. Yes. But... One of the best things about this film is it's you never see anything inside. You are just following oh. the family. And, and I I can completely understand why some people might find this really boring because you are just essentially following this Nazi general kind of go about his life with his family and his family just having this amazing time. His wife literally picking through bags of clothes and jewellery and taking things for herself. Like including like one wow. punch, oh, she no. pulls out this oh, like uh, fur, and fur coat and she's like checking it out. She gives it to oh. a cleaner. So this needs cleaning before I can use it. And and she gets oh, she gets really upset when the threat of them being moved away when he gets posted she somewhere else because she likes living there because it's such a it's a beautiful home. They've got everything provided for them for free. The children are settled. They like school. But yeah, on the Surely, other side this, of the this wall, this might be in bad taste as well. And only I can say this. Surely it's going to smell fucking disgusting. Yeah, but I think they've just grown accustomed to it. Used to it. I mean, there are people a lot um, burning. Going too much spoilers, but her mother, who lives there, does leave at one point. You can tell she does not like. She can't live with it. Yeah, yeah. But it's just the scenes. There's one point where they're having this garden party, and they're all having a beaut time. Uh, Sat there in the lounges, the kids are swimming. They're going down the slide. They're having a great time, and all you see above the wall is just this trail of train smoke Smoke. coming into the oh no they're bringing him in and you know what's going on and that's yeah and you just hear all these gunshots going off these shouting screams and it's all like it's all the sound design because you do not see any of it there's no what i think that's smart that's smart yeah it's interesting Mm. way to do it really really well done it's wow brilliantly executed in the way that it's filmed that's got to be such a powerful film yeah it is there is one bit in the film, which I don't like and didn't work for me. Um, and it's, they're showing this kind of local, I think it's like a local Jewish family who must be kind of keeping in, trying to, they're in secret. Yeah, in secret. Yeah, but a lot of them did that, yeah. While they're doing that, one of the daughters out on a nighttime kind of putting things by the graves and, and the, near where oh. the, the, the holes have been dug. It must be like some kind of ritual that she's doing for yeah, them. Yeah, there were mass graves as well because they won't be able to have a shiver for him because 
but the way it's filmed is like in a night vision style, like black and white Ooh. night vision. It, it just oh wow, the aesthetic, yeah, the totally aesthetic, odd. exactly. The aesthetics of it do do not match the rest of the film, and I I didn't like that. I thought there could have I been a better way to do that. that. Then. I think it was probably probably a way to an attempt show to them in the dark. To show them how, in the dark how, without having it like how barren it is, brightly lit dark, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But yeah. it wow. just takes you out a little bit because it doesn't match the rest of the film. It's like this is a very modern thing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Set in the forties, and it just yeah, yeah, he saps you out of it a bit. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, but it's a brilliant film. Um, I know it's not for everyone, so I don't go into this thinking oh yeah it's got loads of awards and everyone's taught, typing up if if you aren't interested in um an Auschwitz film especially one that's just it's literally just following this house this household yeah. go about its daily business and this general like kind of a commandant whatever it's just you know doing what he needs was, to did do. you probably end a, up going to Argentina and end do you say it was a long film or not uh it's 105 minutes so not very long really okay. oh Wow. Just wondering yeah, how long you yeah. could have that sort of scenario. You don't want it like a two, three hour epic when it's like that long, you know. In such it's a, one of the, it, see, it sounds to me like one of those um, context films. Like you get, you get that yeah. in a lot of um, Japanese anime, for instance, where the, the, something's happening, but you know, it's all about the shadow of the bomb, isn't it? That kind of yeah. thing. It's all, yeah. It's, um, yeah, that that's, that'll be a tough one for me to watch, but I'll watch it. Yeah, I, I think it should be that, a tough like, one for anybody to watch. Yeah, every, I, any, no, no, mate. You know, there's people going, "Yeah, I'd live there." You know, there's some fucking idiots out there. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, I felt thoroughly depressed when I walked out. It's probably the reason why I thought I'm gonna go see a film about Bob Marley after and listen to yeah. some Bob Marley music straight after. <laughs> yeah, good timing, to be honest. I, I'll go I, home and just hug your family so hard. <laughs> um, when the film ended. Everyone in the cinema just sat there in the dark in the in with watching the credits. Well, like it's consuming all, it, like, like no one needs a moment. No one moved for it. a long time. Yeah, um, and it's not like you're expecting an MCU stinger at the end where Hitler's like, "Hey, I'll be back." <laughs> not like, not I, know, I, I know it's not exactly comparable. But that's kind of what happened when I went to see Oppenheimer. Like everyone just kind of sat taking yes. the moment in for a while. Yeah, the lights mm. didn't go on when we when we went to see Oppenheimer. The lights didn't go up for ages, and we were just like, "Ooh." That was a film. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. Wow. Okay. Um. Yeah. Excellent, Stig. Well done. I think it does need to be brought to light those kind of things as well, in a clever way like that. Cool. Biggie. Yeah, it's just a very simple week for me. Um, I played a Not bit always. of Alan Wake. One the or first two. The second one. It's one. Of course, it's one. He's not going to play the most <laughs> recent one. Don't be silly. He never does, does he? <laughs> uh, no, I, because I never played it, um, and I remember you telling me like it was, it was quite a good game. So I thought I'd. Uh, it's a very good game. Play a bit of that. So I've quite enjoyed uh, what I've played of it so far. Um, I don't know if it's spoilery, but I'm up to the bit where um, his wife disappears from the cabin. The oh, room. so you've yeah. done the tutorial? He's done. He's done no, the first half it's hour. Further on from that, I can't remember anything of that game. It's been the, I literally the wife, played it when it so, was released. And never so is, it, is it the reason why he's actually? running around in the dark is to find his wife. <laughs> yeah, because you get to Bright Falls, you have the introduction, yeah. you get the key. On the boat. Yeah. Then you, then you go to uh, Cauldron Lake, you open yeah. the house, Alan yeah. Wake is a cunt to his wife, 
He storms yep, off in a huff and then she disappears. Yep. So yeah, you're in that's the opening it. hour. Ah, perfect. <laughs> so, that that's exactly where I'm at. You're one tenth of the way through the game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I can see the I played a bit of control when that came out and I, I can see how they've just the taken DNA's what there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm very yeah, interested absolutely. to play the new one at some point. But, but yeah, when you play so, Alan when you play so, your first Alan Wake as well, you can also you can also like taste Max Payne. You can taste it in there as well. Isn't it's, it? it's, oh my god, it's yeah, absolute DNA. It's the dialogue. It's the narration. It's the narration, yeah. the dialogue, and it's actually it's it's Alan Wake's writing style. Like when you when yeah, you I walk, when you I walk down the bluff and to my <laughs> left, a shadow walked in front of me. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, like like the, the 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 writing in the pages that you pick up. I mean, I would read the fuck out of yeah. an Alan Wake novel if they ever fucking put oh, one out. Oh mate, day one. But it would be like it's Garth Marenghi level shit, you know. It's, it's Garth Marenghi level. Oh, yeah, 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 I can see that. Yeah. It's yeah. utter dross, but it's so good. I see. Yeah, but, I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed. Please, please play two. For fuck's sake. Oh, 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 because you guys have said so much about it. Because oh, um, it's yeah, one of the greatest the horror I, games ever made. I've got it. I've, I've got it. I bought it. And you haven't oh, played it because you did Dragon Quest. Show me I the mean, champion of I mean, light. No, I'm not playing it because I'm halfway through Deep Space Remake. I'm finishing that first. Dead Space. Dead Space. Dead Space, sorry. What did I deep, say? Deep Space. Deep Space. That's a different game. Sorry. Deep Space. Star Trek. Deep, <laughs> deep Crust Space. Dead Space yeah, or a Remake. Or parody. Um, I actually yeah, did plan just... on... Sorry, Big I was going to say I did plan on playing Dead Space and Alan Wake over Christmas and then decided to pick up Dragon <laughs> Quest. <laughs> Which is the I'm wrong not, move, but the I'm right not, move. I'm not going to spoil yeah. it for you there, Stig, but Dragon Quest is better than those games. Baby. It's also a lot longer. It's a lot longer. <laughs> is that all you've yeah, done then, mate? Yeah. Bitter, no, the other, the other thing I watched was uh, The Wish this week with uh, the little one and wifey. Oh, here um, we go. Ironically, it really is a wish.com Disney. It's <laughs> <been> a... <laughs> That's why you brought it. He wanted to do that pun. Yeah, it's it's, well, con- considering they're doing um, like 100 years of Disney sort of yes, celebration, anniversary. it's just kind of... It looks great. Don't get me wrong. The animation is fantastic. It's a little bit weird. It's got a little bit of kind of like the Spider-Man kind of stuff that and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles kind of art style, but it's very clean from a Disney point of view. But it looks yeah. really good. You cannot knock the animation. And there's loads of nods to Disney's back catalogue with characters, names and references and all that kind of thing. You know, if, if you know your Disney movies, you'll spot little things around it. Yeah, you always um, see the, the Pixar ball and the lamp, don't you, and stuff like that. Yeah, there's this all sort of little weird little nods and things like that. Is this Disney um, or Pixar, this one? Or does it matter anymore? Uh, no, it's Disney. it's all Disney-based. Yeah. It, no, it's, 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 it's difference. references to all sorts of things like that. Um, like even though the theme song at one point, because the movie's called Wish, and the part of the story is Make about Make a wish making, tonight. Time for making a wishes, wish. wish upon a star, and all this kind of yeah, thing. The music yeah. goes down that road at one point, yeah. but not quite. I, love, I, I, um, I, I do I do remember seeing the clips from the... Because um, Chris Pine, who plays the baddie, and it's like the villain yeah. song. And, you know, like every Disney film has like a no classic... More wishes for you. No, every Disney film has that classic villain song. You know, you think of like Ursula's song in The Little Mermaid and stuff like that. Be prepared. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And this, uh, and this one is Hellfire. something... It, yeah, it's it's something along the lines of, um, of I let you live here rent-free. I get no thanks for that. 
and it's just like, yeah. oh. <laughs> I let yeah. you live here rent free. I get no thanks for that. People were just but like, yeah. first they, they showed like hellfire. Really like, how do we go from this to this? <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, and then he's revealed as the bad guy, and then this is kind of like, oh, okay. But yeah, the the script. Oh yeah, the just, trailer spoils that he's the bad guy as well. Yeah, the story <laughs> script is really generic. It's functional. The songs are awful. They've got none of the pizzazz of Encanto uh, or yeah, nothing's um, going to touch Frozen. that. Mo- Moana it, and stuff. But you know, you, you'd think if they're going to make such, such a big celebration, they would have. That's what makes those sort of movies popular. And and the the songs just aren't there. They're just really forgettable. But there's one really convoluted, really complicated words. And they're trying to be very clever. I mean, you know, Matilda, which has um, Tim Minchin writing that. Is it mm. the school song, the alphabet song? Well, he, 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 really, wrote, he wrote the whole musical. Really, oh, the, really clever, yeah, yeah. clever lyricism. Ah, yeah, it's good, good music from that film. It's Only a ginger so can call another ginger ginger. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, but, um, I'm, I'm kind of gutted that yeah. Wish turned out to be a load of shite because I remember seeing the first... The, like the reveal trailer for it, not like the first story trailer, but like, and I adored the art style because it was this kind of mm. weird CGI on top of kind of painted static yep. images kind of thing. And like, it looked, it? it looked really interesting. And I always yeah. like when, when people try something new with animation, you know, it's like your Spider-Verses, your uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, stuff like that, where something looks different and kind of pops off the page. And I thought this did it in a very Disney way. And I thought, yeah. oh, that that has the potential to be great. And then I read about the story, and like even down like the voice acting and the songs being boring. It's just like, well, that's a wasted opportunity for your hundredth anniversary. And that is exactly it. And the the fact is, kids will lap it up. They'll enjoy it. You know, they'll be happy. They'll they'll watch it. It's and a enjoy safe it. Oh, film. I really like that movie. It is. The one beat Frozen safe. Two for music. Frozen Frozen oh, Two's got one of the best soundtracks. Still need to see that ever. And when people come Mate. out of that film and they were like, oh, the the, the songs aren't that. Great, so like, much better. Like, go back and listen to them because they are better than the. It's a better film than the first. It's a way better yeah. film, and it's better Frozen two for well. me is like top ten Disney animation films. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Sh- Show yourself is oh, one, so one good. of the best Disney songs. Like, yeah, it's up there. One of yeah. the best ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. And man. this movie like does not have beast. anything like that. Nothing. They should have just done Frozen Three, shouldn't they? They should have just Frozen got our hundredth year anniversary. Frozen Three, safe bet. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, kids I'm will like it. it, but don't get excited. My kids hated Wish. Both my kids watched it downstairs, and they came upstairs and told this was over a week. Um, they said it was shit, but they didn't say shit. Just yeah. the rubbish. Not to say that word. They said it was crap because <laughs> I let them say crap. But yeah, they didn't like it. The both love Encanto, the both love all all classics yep. and stuff. But same, same, fucking same. Did My daughter was like really it. excited. She enjoyed it, but if I asked her sing one of the songs, she'd just look at me. There was that stare. other one that they watched as well. I don't know if it was last year, where it's like in a fantasy land, and they hated that as well. I don't know what that's called. Um, they're like monsters Onward. and stuff, but not Monsters Inc. Onward. Onward. Yeah. Yeah, the fucking. I liked hated Onward. That. that was good. They hated that. Yeah. It was. Well, it was like a seven out of ten film. It was enjoyable. It was funny enough. It was. It, one, one, really one, one of the better Chris Pratt voiceover moments. My daughter's just waiting for next Moana or Frozen. That's what yeah. she's ready for. She's I've just, um, Moana's coming. I've just um, found the yeah. lyrics to the This is the thanks I get. It. Then this, this is the chorus bit. It's so fucking cringe. I let you oh, live here for free and I don't even charge you rent. I clean up all your messes and I'm always there when you need to vent. I give and give and give and give. You'd think they'd be content. 
and all I really want is just a little respect. And this is the thanks I get. And this is like the fucking bad guy song is just a fucking pissed off dad. (laughs) Yeah, it's basically. But the song in the forest is just so the lyrics, the words. Oh, uh, Rowan, no, no one, no one massive can't have written this. It's not like no Lin Manuel Miranda or anything, is it? Can't no, it's like it. uh, Col- not that uh, caliber. Colonna Sonora. Who I don't know who no that idea. is. New no idea. But yeah, okay, cool. Um, gadget finishes off. Okay, well, I'm glad you didn't come to me after Stig, uh, because uh, my main thing is very war based. But a couple of other things. <laughs> The glorification of war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of a couple of things. I'm on the vinegar strokes of cyberpunk at the minute, so I'll finish the DLC. Oh, vinegar strokes. <laughs> well, when I was when I was playing last night, I got to, I, I I got the this is the point of no return message. So yeah, I'm doing the other stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you enjoyed yeah. the uh, Fanny Libs, didn't you? Oh, Fanny Libs was fucking brilliant. Isn't it the best content they've done in years? It's the best content. It's best content yeah. since uh, Hearts of Stone. The the only thing that stops Fanny Libs being ten out of ten is Ed, Idris Elba's accent. He's terrible. It does it, it does grain on you, but yeah, it's their best content since Hearts of Stone. I think I th- it's better I think, than Blood and Wine. Yeah, I think also because it's a kind of a different gameplay style to the main game because it's kind of a little bit of a spy mm. thriller rather than a yeah. survive. Yeah. Like I've got to hurry and survive this thing. But what yeah. I also what I also appreciate about the DLC, which I don't think the, uh, the the main game hasn't nailed even up to this point where where I am, it made Johnny Silverhand a character. Yes, because I the, said that. The, the, I liked Keanu Reeves in this. Yeah, the, yes, the, there's a yeah. lot of kind of of uh, Johnny Silverhand's backstory that wasn't in the main game, and a lot of humanizing stuff about him. Because in the most of the main game, he's just a fucking prick. Remember that scene when you first <laughs> meet him and he walks on stage and he smokes a cigarette. Give me my guitar, man. No, he calls it his axe. Give me my yeah. axe, man. But <sighs> yeah, in it humanizes a lot of him, and it, I don't know what ending you took for it, but the ending I took for it, there's this really quiet moment at the end of it where. V and Johnny are kind of reflecting on what's happened and how screwed they are. It's fucking beautiful. Oh. The writing's very good. I checked out a couple of the endings. Yeah. Um, Mm. I'm also listening to a new audio book, which I would really encourage anybody to listen to. I'm about two-thirds of the way through. It's called uh, Children of Time by Adrian Tchaikovsky. And it's a the Tchaikovsky, <laughs> not the Tchaikovsky. This is the British Tchaikovsky. Adrian, he's been dead a long time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is a sci-fi post-Earth uh, colonial uh, colony ship novel. Uh, the basic okay. st- basic structure of it, is it starts off with a, a terraforming project that kind of goes awry because of a terrorist attack. But the, their intention was they would be they would in, be infecting these monkeys with a virus that kind of promotes evolution faster. Um, no damn dirty apes. But shit goes sideways, and the virus makes its way to the planet that's been terraformed, but it doesn't infect the monkeys. It oh. infect it infects the insects and the spiders. Oh, oh you uh, love a spider as well. You uh, not like you, not like you to read like depressing sci-fi. Well, <laughs> they hate it. They hate it. All so, do it. Yeah. So it actually, to be fair, so far it's not depressing. It's really fucking interesting. Because uh, then, like, kind of 2,000 years later, shit's gone wild on Earth, and it's no longer habitable. So you get a colony ship finds this planet, based on old star maps, um, and y- the story is laid out between the col- these new colonists trying to work out how to get down to the planet and how to survive and that kind of thing, and then the society of spiders and insects that have grown that have grown larger but also more intelligent and 
have like human style emotions and uh, just think structures. if you were their gadget you could have a relationship with a spider i fucking couldn't but it's <laughs> it's it, it's really interesting because the spider story is from a, a spider like the spiders give each other names but the the main one that you follow oh, is one Sammy called, the spider. Well, no, the main one is Scott the spider. The main one is you follow is one, is called Porsche, based on a species which starts as Por- no P O R T I A. And it's interesting because you because it, it like goes into great detail about this matriarchal society that spiders would create because obviously you know the whole thing when spiders we- mate the male tends to get eaten afterwards. <laughs> Yeah. So what Adrian Tchaikovsky's done is um, elaborate that out into being a matriarchal society. And it's Makes really sense. fascinating how he's done it. So it's a really fucking brilliant book. But the main thing I've been doing this week, I've been... Also sp- involving books. Also involves books. <laughs> I've been spreading liberty across the galaxy. I have been taking freedom and shoving it up the arses of bugs because I've been playing Helldivers 2. Hoorah. Hoorah. Would you like to know more? Yes, we would. Yes, you would. Sign up for Patreon. <laughs> so, <laughs> Helldivers 2 is made by Arrowhead Studios. We talked about it a little bit earlier on in the news because it's been such an unmitigated success to the point I can't actually play it right now. <laughs> that it's so successful. Um, it's a follow-up to the 2015 game Helldivers, which did all right numbers. Uh, what they've done is they've changed the perspective in this one. So the original Helldivers was a top-down twin-stick shooter co-op kind of thing. And they've turned yeah. this into a third-person, more arena shooter, horde mode kind of thing. It um, reminds me of the shift between um, Risk of Rain and Risk of Rain 2. It has completely just changed it up. Yeah, very much. For the benefit of it. Yeah. What they've created... So this game is a massively online game, but it's not an MMORPG or MMO shooter or anything like that. It's just massively online. You're all on the same server. You're all fighting in the galactic war for freedom and liberty. Um, spreading democracy across the galaxy against the Terminids, which are the bugs. Very Starship like troopers like bugs. It's democracy, though, isn't it? Oh, what, what, it's what's the term? managed democracy. Where managed it's like... democracy is the best term. <laughs> Basically means totalitarianism, yes. guys. Yes, because the algorithm <laughs> picks the government for you. <laughs> I fucking love that. Yes. Managed democracy. That is such a Paul Verhoeven fucking spin, that. Oh, That's it is. Genius. I mean, I mean when, 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 you, when you go through your basic training, like the basic training, the tutorial, is fucking, it's fucking hilarious because... You're guided through by General Brash. Oh, I bet he is. The oldest, most grizzled Helldiver who ever exists. Does he have a scar on his face? You don't meet him. He's just a voice. Oh. But as you, as you go as you go through through the training, like he's like encouraging you with like that, that kind of full patriotism. Like he goes up and shows you how to like interact with the terminal and goes, uh, was it as the finest code entering I've ever seen, cadet? You know, shit like that. <laughs> I bet you say that to all the boys. He literally does. It's all recorded. Uh, you, you, you like, um, you, you go. You, there's the bit which teaches you how to like uh, use uh, grenades against enemies. And he goes, "That's brilliant." You, you was it? You served a cup of liberty to that bug. You know, oh, shit no. like that. Yeah, it's no. so stupid. It's oh, got a great. I love the fact that. I love managed democracy so much. That's the podcast title, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, um, managed democracy genius. <laughs> the game has very little story, obviously, because it's an online game. Um, but it has the context and trappings of this kind of Starship Troopers, Paul Verhoeven kind of weird, yeah. fascistic, totalitarian state that exists. Uh, you are a soldier of Super Earth, 
Not Earth. Basically America, Su- guys. <laughs> Super Earth. Where basically America Earth. has just taken over the Earth. <laughs> and you are sent... Earth plus. You, you, you are sent out to spread democracy. Uh, but manage democracy. What you get is four-player <laughs> co-op, third-person shooter. Um, the missions themselves are basically, you know, like, go do an... Like, the basic objectives. Plant like, a bomb. Plant a bomb here, kill so many of these things here, rescue these guys here, set up the beacon here. What the game does well is emergent gameplay, almost in like a kind of multiplayer immersive sim kind of way, because every time, everywhere you go has realistic physics and reactions to things. So if you go on a planet that's icy, you slow down because you're cold. Go a planet that's hot, you can move faster, but your weapons overheat. Go to a high gravity planet, thing like you can't run as fast, and you, your stamina goes down faster. That kind of thing. Um. If you're moving while aiming, like your shots will miss more likely. You've got to get down, crouch to aim properly. Gravity acts as you would expect it. And what this results in is the most chaotic, fun game I've ever played. (laughs) It's badass. Nice. You have the ability to call down airstrikes from your your ship stationed in orbit. I've seen the nukes. I've seen the nukes. The nukes, the orbital drops, the fucking napalm. Like, it gets fucking Vietnam style in this at times. Nothing screams democracy like napalm. No. Um, <laughs> and the the game has, like you say, it has all these realistic um, functions of a world to create emerging gameplay. There is friendly fire on, always. Oh, I've seen people walking through streams yeah. of fire. Yeah. You ha- you have to coordinate <laughs> with, your, with, with your teammates. Yeah. If you are killed, you get you, you get to respawn. You get another hell drop, um, dropping from orbit. Be careful where you land, because you can kill your team. You could kill someday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but if you're clever with it, you can kill the enemy. Yeah, I've beaten you a can bo- become I've, a missile yourself. I've beaten a boss by flying through it in me pod. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant, genius. Um, there are okay the so there are two factions in the game at the minute that you're fighting the Terminids, which are the um. Starship Trooper style bugs, which are very much a horde. And then there are the automatons, which are fun in a way I didn't expect because they're basically like Terminators. Nice. So on one side of the galaxy, you're playing Starship Troopers. On the other side of the galaxy, you're playing uh, like Terminator Salvation in a horde. Terminator Resistance. Or Terminator Resistance. (laughs) But yeah, these robots coming at you with these kind of bright glowing red eyes, they're fucking terrifying with chainsaws for arms and shit. Oh, nice. Of course. Oh, yeah. It is fun on a level I didn't expect it would do. And like I say, it's... Are, are you actually aiming towards a common goal and are you trying to take over these well, planets? Has anyone finished yeah. a planet? <laughs> this is the good thing. So because you're all in a shared server, yeah, everybody is kind of... There is a push and pull between what the the enemies that the game has and what the players are doing. So um, you, do a mission, you, you do a mission on a planet and you add to its liberated score. The higher the liberated ah. score, the less enemies are on that planet. And eventually, if you clear all the planet, if the community as a whole across PC and PS5 clear all the planets out and get them to 100% liberated, you take back that sector. So what they're doing ah. is they're putting Imperial... There's currently an automaton event on, as we're recording, where the automatons... And they're really fucking hard missions because they're fighting hard. And, you know, the automatons are removing liberty from planets. So... Um, can't be having that. No, the reason you'll be having it, Oodles, okay? This is a live service game that costs £35. I've seen it at 30 quid as well. Or seen it at 30 quid. The store is two menus deep. It's not up in your front of your face. 
Nice. A bundle a bundle of a hundred credits is one pound fifty. Is that it? So if you want to buy a skin for your character, it's about what between one pound fifty and three pound. That's um affordable. What the de- what the developer Arrowhead have basically said is they need the game will never be paid to win. You're not going to get very you're not going to get special weapons on like the paid for track because it's yeah. got like the free battle pass and the paid for battle pass kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But they have to feel that they've earned the right to charge for that kind of stuff, and they they don't feel like they've earned that yet. Okay, these are the fucking good guys, mate. Support them. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like. That. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna sneeze. <laughs> Sorry, I just have a democratic sneeze. Then. Um, <laughs> but I would like to play this a lot every time I see it. But I just, I'm frightened of playing with big boys, bigger boys. That I don't know. Well, play with me. It's fine. I've I've got it both on PC and PS5, so I can play it on either. Um, I might buy it this week. I might buy it this week. Wait, 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 democracy. <laughs> wait until the server issues are sorted out, because because like I said, the minute they've had to put a cap on. You meant yes, players no you can be yet. in. There's no point yet. I'll let you know when it's safe to buy. But it is so fucking good when you can get a game. And like even like the gunplay is fun. Oh, other realistic things it does. When you reload, uh, your bullets don't magically go into the next clip. No. So you, so you can lose ammo. Like it, it, It's really going for that immersiveness that you enjoy with games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, avoid bombs. Bombs will blow you up frequently. I've been blown up many Naturally. times. I even have I even have the achievement. Uh, hang on, on, not on PlayStation yet, but on Steam. Uh, what's the achievement called? Uh, it is "Cool Guys Don't Look Ah," which is uh, fl- <laughs> fly at least twenty five meters from the shockwave and explosion. <laughs> I f- I, this smells like a really good stream we could do. This is a good streaming game. Like mm. I do- I don't know if this game is going to be a gotti contender. But it's no. it is far and away so much better than it has any right to be. Okay. And also bear in mind this came out the same week as Skull and Bones, which was a seventy dollar quadruple A game. Yeah. Fucking joke. That this joke. This one is is an unmitigated success. Arrowhead have about what I'll do. Arrowhead are about a hundred people studio. I've just looked it up. Not fifty. About a hundred people. One of the four studios that worked on Skull and Bones is over three hundred and fifty people. Yeah, it just shows you, doesn't it? I'll, yeah. I, what I'll do is I'll play Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, but then I'll, I'll get yeah, get Yeah, get, get on this after Final Fantasy. Um, yeah. I think it's going to have a long life. They've also said kind of free story updates and free um, faction updates over over the years. Well, I finished out. the first game on Vita. I've beat it. Yeah. You can play that single player. Um, you can play the single player. It will fuck you, though. Oh, yeah. It will bend you over and it will fuck you. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. at the minute, there's only two factions, the automatons. Don't threaten me with a good time. There's only two factions, the Automatons and the Terminids. And like when you look at the galaxy map, there's space for it, another two factions. So I do you think know what? there's going to be, be really clever if they do apes, like Planet of the Apes. If they do apes with spears and stuff, that'd be so fucking genius. On horses. I think they're expecting to bring back the um, Illuminates from the first game. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That um, makes sense. But yeah, and there's even just silly little stuff in like that. Like there is there is a dedicated button for saluting at the, at the Super Earth flag. It's not an emote. There is an emote button to do an emote, but there is also a salute button. I, I suppose it's like if there's a horde coming at you and there's no way out, you're gonna go out saluting, aren't you? I've seen so many TikToks of people like, like, like going down in in a rain of glory as they get swarmed by the bugs and they're just like yeah. heroically shooting everything. 
or heroically amazing grace. Yeah, or heroically calling down a fucking airstrike on themselves. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. I, okay. I, I fancy it. I fancy it. But it's coming out at the wrong time. Yeah. For me. It's not going anywhere. Like, this is going to be a popular game. For, I don't... Given the numbers who are playing it and like all the stuff I'm seeing on social media, I don't it's expect... It's going to take a long time to drop. It's going to take a long time to drop, but I think it'll stabilise in like a month or so. Um, awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. Really good game. <sighs> That's how you become a citizen, guys. Join the Global Infantry today. Speaking of Global Infantry, do we have any Global Infantry cadets <laughs> yeah, sending we, us any feedback? Yeah, we have, some, we, we have some recruits ready, ready to sacrifice themselves for democracy. Absolutely. Uh, starting off, uh, Cadet Bobby Wayne. Finally. Good evening, lost strangers. in the mail, didn't he? Have lost, you missed me? lost last week, yeah. Yeah, biggie. Whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. You collect me, the mate. feedback. I mean, uh, you could have looked yeah. in the spam. Think of it this Why way, would biggie, I look right? in the spam? If, if, if Nothing well, the Royal Mail, it, let's say you're the Royal <laughs> Mail and you didn't get the parcel, who would we be complaining to? The Royal Mail. Come on. Anyway. Not it. He says, I've blown off the cobwebs of my podcast player now and commuting for work again, and I've figured I'd dive right in and get involved. This, that, baby. this week, I watched The Marvels. I'm sure this has been covered Good before. Lad. It has. But I wanted to point out a conversation you briefly had previously about how AI is getting involved in the movie industry. Oh, yeah. Have you noticed that how there's been a big shift in the attitude to AI in movies lately? Historically, AI always turned into the looming threat, looking to wipe out humanity because people are too stupid to look after themselves. Think Age of Ultron, Terminator, The Matrix, M3GAN, etc. M3GAN? Yeah. Megan. No, Megan. Megan. (laughs) He's written it phonetically here. No, that's how it's done in the... That's how it's... Is it? Yeah. No, he's written it as words. Oh, right. Okay. Not not M number three GAN. Okay. He's got a Yorkshire accent. He's he's typing so it's English. Ah, right, okay. Well, the Marvel. No wonder show- it went in the spam. Fuck well, off. Well, the Marvel shows that without AI, a civilization can be wiped out because people's are too stupid to look after themselves. Somehow, the motivation for the bad guy in this movie is after Captain Marvel destroyed their AI. Their son died. This most certainly reeks of a script written by a computer. Hmm. This isn't the only movie doing this either. Have you noticed the positive humanising theme towards artificial intelligence these days, a la The Creator? Now, I'm not one for shouting about the Illuminati in the street. I think you are, Bobby. Hmm. But it definitely <laughs> feels like there's an agenda going on. Social conditioning to accept how the world is evolving to use AI, perhaps. All in all, I can't wait to be in my floating chair from Wally without a care in the world. But if I have to suffer through movies like The Marvels to achieve that goal, then I'm most certainly not sold yet. Other than that, I've been smashing a game called Foxhole. More on that next week, hopefully. <laughs> um, also, um, Robert, happy birthday. It's his birthday today. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, he's 34. He's only a pup. Oh, bless um, him. He's just a baby. I miss you. We need to have a sesh again soon. I miss you. Um, you, know, yeah, you, you know you have a phone in your hand. You can ring him rather than communicating via podcast. <laughs> no, that's the only way to communicate with people. <laughs> mates, don't, mates, <laughs> mates don't ring each other. They message each other on, on Facebook messages saying, Pint. are you off out this weekend? And I'll go, yeah. And you never set a time. You never set a date. You a podcast that comes out four days later. Yeah. Now you're commuting <laughs> again. You've got time for podcasts. Get on the, get on the Patreon. Patreon. Kenny Great. Potter. Kenny Potter. Great. Great I, I don't know if I don't know if Rob likes Harry Potter that much. I but my, you don't need to. It's a great, great series, regardless. Yeah, 
Yeah, but he doesn't. And he should he be. He should all his fucking heard. life. He, he doesn't need me in his ears. Should be supporting his best friends. He doesn't need me in his. You're trying to sell the picture yeah. on here. <laughs> you owe me some money, Rob. Um, <laughs> he used to be a patron. Money, be Surely honest. he's he's missing all that content. Anyway, um, King Hagrid has said. Speaking of Harry Potter characters. Um, yeah, there he is. This week I've been on a journey through time and space by rewatching The Mighty Boosh. I've... The world of the Mighty Boosh. I am the moon. Uh, I finished Should series be, uh, one and forgotten how funny it was. I've caught up with Candy's got... YouTube channel, excellent couple of projects with the Alan Wake book nook and the Power World Sheep. Yes, go watch Candy Machine, Candy Machine Studios on YouTube. Oh, I, do you know what? I was watching it the other day and I forgot it was her. <laughs> She's very watching, good at came, what she does. It came on, it came on, and then, mm. I heard her voice talking in the background. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's, there she is. But she's talking awesome. about that big puddle that Saga Anderson stood in. <laughs> there she is. What was I'm going to um, do it this time with a bit of PVA glue. What was the Alan Wake thing she did, Gadget? So she... Uh, book nuke. She, she, did, she did a book nuke. Yeah, a book nuke. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, it's uh, really... <sighs> She's doing really good, and the Power World one was was pretty cute as well. Yeah, it was very cute. Uh, and then he says, "Speaking of sheep, I'm halfway through the latest episode of Scorch Sheep, and it's great because we're good right. at it. We're really it's fucking good, good, good at this D and D shit. It's a good show, made by really good fine actors, thespians, some would say, thespians, thespians and purveyors of chaos. If you want to see two two um, modern escapism staff members fight on that that episode, listen." <laughs> we had a big fallout. We had a fight. There's only one way to settle a fight with dice. Absolutely. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, next up, we have friend of the pod and enemy of Oodles. It's Monk's Boy. Is he still going? He yeah. is. To survive half term, we locked the children away, and the wife and I watched a series called Obliterated on on Netflix. I've heard good things. It's good. I've watched the first episode. You've heard wrong. Ah. Oh. It's the usual series based around the best of the best of the best. However, they think they have solved the crisis and get fucked up or obliterated, but get a phone yeah. call from Langley that the bomb was fake. This now now team of completely wasted individuals needs to think sober and find the bomb. You're telling by me the Central Intelligence Agency is not intelligent. <laughs> That's very bad intelligence. I'm sorry. <laughs> My favorite gag from Team America. By the, by the way, as well, I heard this that it was good from the canteen at work, which is not a good no, place to No, that, that's get not a good barometer of quality. Uh, in addition, I also decided to delve lovingly into my Audible back catalogue and re-listen to the Artsy Crew Ashore books. Seriously, given some love, his books are fucking incredible. They are. You're a big fan of him, man. I am. Yeah, I really like. And I, 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 I mean, I love Zero Punctuation, which is now called Fully Ramblematic. Like, I love his style of doing things, but. His books are really funny. Like the two sci-fi ones he did, um, "We'll Save the Galaxy for Food" and "We'll Destroy the Galaxy mm. for Cash." They they're fucking funny. They're really brilliant books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but even even just like conceptually, like his second book was called "Jam," which was about a sentient, murderous layer of jam that was attacking Brisbane. Uh, but mate, you never know. You never know. never know. Um, following up from that, we have. Mr. Worldwide himself, it's Planty. He's back. He can't keep away. Can't keep away. Well, dear <laughs> friends, back to the reserves of Planty this week, and that's fine because it's been a slow entertainment week for me. For 100 things we learned from film, we did The Warriors. He's doing The Warriors? He's doing The Warriors. 
He also has pain for this shit. He so has I didn't a, even know he was doing the worry. It's one of my favorite films of all time. He has a note here that says, "Pause an hour for Biggie to respond." I <laughs> <laughs> do you know. I haven't seen that movie. Damn it! Yeah, long, long time. It's got it all: roller skating, gangs of mimes, dirty nineteen seventies New York, pinball machines littered around the subway, and loads of New York City Nowhere locations for us new facts about. Nowhere to hide. It's easily in the top five films we've done in our first four years, and I was delighted to watch it twice. Such a good fucking film. Do you think it is a... You dig it. I think think it's one of those films that's outlandish and weird enough that it does, like, survive from the 70s to now. Mm. The reason as well, and cosplayers love it as well, because you've got, you've got your baseball furies, you've got oh, yeah. you, you've got the warriors themselves. Everyone likes to dress up as a mom and stuff. Oh, yeah. I might give that a watch before I listen it's, to. Oh, it's also such a good. I watch, it, I watch it every year. It's very camp. It's super camp. Super camp. Uh, the big one for me this week for me and Rachel though was Oppenheimer because it literally took us all week. Boom! The best cast of anything in ten years of cinema. Crash! Easily. Lots of men talking at length about science I don't understand in grey rooms. Smash! The atom. <laughs> Women not really existing in this universe. <laughs> Kablooey! Killian Murphy's bony arse on show. Blammo! Loved it. The most dad film I've ever watched, which is fitting because I assume every character in that scene died from a rare form of cancer, just like my dad. Yeah. And on that cheery note, farewell, friends. I'm off to finally get my fanny libbed. Oh, Ooh. is he going in? He's going into Jacking cyberpunk, in. yeah. Yeah, he, um, he's good. He, he he told me privately that he's 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 not got the mental he's not got the mental health at, at the moment right now for Disco Elysium. It's a bit grim for him. Oh, so I've told I've told him to that. I've told him to go back to it later when he's feeling better. Uh, yeah, get, get that get your fanny libs on and you'll love it. Put your stats into strength then, if rather than <laughs> yes. then you get to punch your way through stuff. Yeah, you... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's more the context of oh i know but like that that will help i don't think he was struggling with the gameplay itself i think it's more the tone no i know that's what i mean that's what i'm saying like true but punching your way through people use it as as, as therapy punching the actual nazi and it will help uh (laughs) fucking mega head was it mega head yeah 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 uh that round kicked him oh so so that was great it's always great round kicking a racist in the head um, that F King guy said last few weeks mean the mists have been rewatching Dexter when it came out I only watched up to the fourth season it wasn't too easy to watch back then yeah you don't need to go any further is Dexter the one where he shags his sister or something no I no. mean in real life he did yeah, yeah. in the, the context of the actress yeah Michael Michael C. Hall and Jennifer Watson but they're not related dating. in real life are they <laughs> they're not really related in the show he's, he's adopted I, I've never watched it, and everyone tells me to watch it. Watch the first four seasons and then stop. Yep. Doesn't last right. three seasons don't happen. Uh, sorry, last four okay. seasons don't happen. Uh, oh. So anyway, yeah. So I never got around to finishing it. I found the first five seasons in a charity shop, and at a quid each, I figured we'd give it a go. First season is quite cheesy looking back, but a decent you know idea carries it along. Rummaging, I can see Dean rummaging through a charity <laughs> oh, shop. He's, he's, I really, he's got that look. <laughs> He's got his in a tweed jacket and he's been in bins. Oh, look, a wrestling poster. I'll have that as well. <laughs> I can see him doing it. I can of, see him doing it. I of can sting, it. Of Sting from the 80s. Of Sting from WCW. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. Right, so first season is quite cheesy looking back, but a decent idea carries along. Two, three, and four were very enjoyable. Five, six, and seven weren't as good, but still watchable, had their moments. Then, mm-hmm. this week we started season eight. 
we've got nearly halfway. Has there been a show with a bigger drop-off in quality, Game of Thrones? I know roughly um, how the show yeah. ends, and it's hated Lost. by everyone, including the star. I didn't expect it to be this fucking bad, though. From the first episode, it's almost unwatchable. The script direction, editing, sound design, music, it all looks like they just couldn't be fucked. And I'm only still <laughs> with it as I've invested so much time in the whole thing already. We'll likely just give the new miniseries a watch, though. It cannot be worse than this. Seriously, give up. Do not finish season eight because the yeah, ending yeah, will mean, make the, you the, obscenely the, angry. The final, final one that they did when they went and revisited it was okay. Tidy, tidy yeah, but Dexter, the reunion. They didn't need but to do the that, actual... though. They, they only did it because the fucking ending of season eight was so fucking bad. Yes. <laughs> oh. So wow. it's a retcon. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not a retcon. It is a sequel, but it's kind of like yeah, trying to, to end do it something. On a better note. Yeah. Oh, dear. I never even bothered watching it. I, I I watched it through. Season eight kind of undoes a lot of the character work. <clears throat> it ruins a lot of very good characters. Just it's a good point. I think that dropping quality is probably he's right. I, 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 I can say it from some, from something, but it's not a continuation. Like the Twin Peaks, the the the, the newer stuff was shite in comparison to original Twin Peaks. I think Dexter season eight as well was the one where it had Colin Hanks as the baddie. No, that's like six, something like that, I think. Is that six? Anyway, yeah. Rest in peace, Dexter. All right, okay, yeah. Stop I mean, looking got... up Dexter facts. I was, I was, I was trying, trying to find out who the body was now. Okay, I'll look, at, look it up later. Uh, Do it in Z- your own time. <laughs> this is my own time. <laughs> Zenos. Zenos is in. He said, I told you Strap this week's him. feedback would be shorter. Once again, my apologies to Stig. So here you go. Also, well done, well done, well done with reading comprehension, Stig. You're muted. Sorry. Um, <laughs> best way, really. Yeah. Uh, I've finished Mega Man ZX from the collection that's on Steam. I've read Neil Gaiman's yes. Neverwhere cover to cover at least four times. <gasps> yes. Remember just after Christmas when I said I had to force myself to slow down with Starter Villain? Well, I didn't do that with Neverwhere, and it took me about four hours during a particularly quiet afternoon of work to finish it first go. This book is excellent, and I don't want to spoil anything. I can tell you it's set in London, not the one you know on the surface, and that my favourite character is the Marquis de Carabas. Yep. He pronounces it both ways, so don't worry about mispronunciation. Yeah, you can't get it wrong. Uh, if you've encountered any of Mr. Gaiman's other work and enjoyed them, you'll probably enjoy it and should look up a copy. 10 out of 10 book. It's been a long time since I read something four times in a week. Impressive. Gaiman's never made a bad book. Ever. He hasn't, no. American Gods is probably his poorest one, and it's still like an 8 out of 10. Yeah, but he did put his name to American Gods Season 3, though, and that weren't good. Oh, I'm not on about the show. No, no, but I'm saying he was involved <laughs> in writing that. Oh, yeah. Uh, as for Mega Man ZX, it's a pretty solid port of the game, as I remember from the DS, but Jesus Christ, I'd forgotten how much of a pain some of the platforming was. Trying to get difficult. Trying to get the third sub-tank for extra health storage was harder than the entire boss rush and the final boss put together, which, ironically, was what I wanted it for. So I ended up dragging some of my friends into a call to watch the bullshit I was dealing with, so I didn't feel quite so bad about it. The game's still fun, but I cannot play this as well as now as I could when I was 15 because my hands just can't keep up properly. Welcome to getting old. Mm. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, there's a checkpoint system added in the collection, which means you've basically got unlimited lives and lose far less progress than you would have had on the DS. And without that, I probably would have given up on it entirely. 8 out of 10, but that would have been much lower without those checkpoints saving me all the backtracking. Let me recommend Mega Man 11 to you as well, if you've not played it. You probably has. But that's got a mode where 
the 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 you know the the trap the the um, bottomless pits they don't exist anymore and you don't you have infinite lives and stuff built into it. So if you fancy just to run through a little cheeky platform where we have boss ru- boss rush at the end. The cheeky platformer. Just cheeky one. Just a cheeky one. Cheeky. <laughs> cheeky. Uh, last up, best boy Angry Kurt. This week I tried out a new podcast called the Xbox Podcast. Only twenty three minutes. Fuck, mate? Only twenty three minutes and a bit dull. Won't be revisiting. Good. <laughs> Stop listening to other podcasts. I also watched the film Dazed and Confused on preparation for it being covered on an upcoming back page podcast episode. I did. He's been listening to other podcasts. <laughs> oh, he's a podcast slut. Um, he is. I didn't like it much. It's a coming-of-age story, but I struggle with it. There seem to be a lot of characters all with their own plot line, but I didn't really care about any of them. I didn't find Is a particular... Is that the Mila Jovovich one? Uh, I don't I'm sure know. Mila Jovovich is in that. I think it's the first time I ever saw her. Uh, it's, it's a Richard... Yes, it is. Uh, Richard Linklater Link, film. Linklater, yeah. Yeah. I liked it. But I remember wrong. liking it. I remember... F- Tyler in that as well. I've seen it, but I remember fuck all of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm same. I'm like... I'm like, I've seen this film, or at least loads and loads of clips of it, but I, I just, in my head, I liked it. I can't, I'm going to have to rewatch it. Okay. I like Link later, though. I like all this stuff. Especially Slacker. Oh, wow. It's got quite a big cast. Matthew McCogney, Ben Affleck. That's the that's all right, all right, all right. Yeah, that's from yeah, that film. Right. There he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. Uh, yeah, so. Um, I didn't find it funny. Sometimes I struggle with films like this based around drinking and drugs, as that wasn't my experience of being oh, a teenager. So maybe that's why I didn't resonate. But then I have enjoyed other films in the genre which are about similar things. So I'm not sure what it is. Maybe it just didn't hit for you, Kurt. Sometimes films just don't hit. It's not for it's a, it's a, it's a film of its time. I'm sure, it's early nineties that one. Ninety three. Yeah, so it's a film of its time. Like I I, I like slackers and I like um, Boyhood and stuff like that of his, but. It can be hit and miss sometimes, Link Later. It can be. I mean, it's it's the same way. Like, I don't really get on with John Hughes films, not because I think they're bad films, just I have no point of reference for them because they're all so Didn't, 80s. Um, Link Later also do School of Rock as well. Did he write it or did he direct it? Oh, I can't remember. I know he had a resurgence for a while. Yes, 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 he directed uh, School of Rock. There you go. Well, I remember How come you can't remember the fucking what you did last week, but you can remember that? Fuck knows, mate. <laughs> Fuck knows. What, what, what else he's done? Oh he, oh, he did a scanner darkly. Fucking yes, which was not good. Philip K. Dick. Yeah, good concept. Was... Like the, the it's yeah, good, good concept. It's yeah, not a good yeah, story. Yeah. No, it's just dull. Um, yeah, he, he went in Indie Darling for a while, and then he came back, and then he went away. Yeah. And boy, oh, that's that's worth watching. Yeah, boy, it was yeah. filmed over thirty years or something like that. Yeah, Boyhood's good. Uh, mm. Right, uh, he finishes off saying, game-wise, I've returned to Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, which I urge any Metroidvania fan to play ASAP. But I've oh, also started Mario versus Donkey Kong, which is a delight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Both of those games I want. Both those games I want. But every game is out and coming out. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's also out soon? Final mm. Fantasy. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be fucking <sighs> devastated if it turns out they've shit the bed with it. Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine? I'll be, I'll be, I'll, I'll retire. I don't see that happening. I really don't. No, see that happening. I, I, I'll retire. Is that the feedback? That is the feedback. Excellent. So, as always, links to all our extracurricular activity are in our show notes and at modernscapism.co.uk. Um, as always, 
links to all our patrons and all that stuff's on there. Kenny Potter's ended, but we've we, there's some ruminations in the background. We've got plans, haven't we, Gadgets? We do. Biggie, we've got plans of what we're going to be doing next in place of Kenny Potter. And I'm kind of really excited. I'm not revealing it yet. It, 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 it's a one where there, where, where there are some nuggets of quality and some, and some piles drops. of shit. <laughs> it's a series again. We're going through a series, and then eventually we're going to be doing the, 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 the promised stuff with um, Candy later on that we mentioned last yeah. year, the Resident Evil stuff at the end of this year. Yeah, she's, she's um, just... Unfortunately, Candy's going to just be a bit busy, busy this year. But, yeah, um, the thing we're going to be discussing in, in, in his... Um, in his new Kenny Potter replacement. It's very on point at the moment. It's very in the zeitgeist. Yes. <sighs> I'm not going to say it yet. We're going to wait. We're going to wait till we've got a name for it and everything, but I'm really excited to do it. It's something in, especially mine and Stig's wheelhouse and Biggie's wheelhouse as well as Gadget. We're just the best of what we do. Oodles yeah. is going to be insufferable throughout. <laughs> oh yes do you know how Stig was like in the books get fucking ready get fucking ready it's going to be pretty fucking special uh, but yeah if you want to be a patron again um, from as little as a pound just to support us but then you can go all the way up to the biggie bundle and enjoy yourself and have a great time yeah. normally this would be the segment where we'd have a trip down to actually, Candyland actually, actually, actually she, she, has sent, she has sent in a Candyland you're candy having lads. a laugh well let's go to Candyland What's up in Candyland? So the Candyland message that she sent consists of three words. Oh, no. Oodles, put down your drink, because this is the kind of thing where you'll get angry. Oh, for fuck's sake. RGB toilets. Discuss. No, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Why now, is she on? Listener's context... Candy is a person who should not be allowed grown-up money because nope. she was on... What, what's that website called? Timu. 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 Where they steal your credit Yeah, where they card steal details. your credit card details. You, you, you sell your soul to the devil. <laughs> and she ordered a, a light that you put in your toilet bowl to make a glow RGB. Bear in mind, guys, she didn't have a to- toilet bowl for a year for like prior to this. £2.97 or so. It's going to fucking electrocute her. She's also she was also looking at RGB um shower heads. Bear in mind, guys, as well, when she's on the toilet, she's an aggressive pisser. She's told us <laughs> she this <is>. as well. <laughs> I've been in the next so, room. She put she put in, in our in our uh, WhatsApp, two pounds seventeen, you can't put a price on pure joy. Honestly, you what can't. a triumph. I'm pumped. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were talking she... about it's cheap shit that they steal your money. She said, it's fine. I'm willing to pay that price for a disco bog. <laughs> disco bog. I'm, again, she wonders, she, she lays at night wondering why she's single. Um, <laughs> it's not the game of bed. She's, 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 she's more than beautiful enough to, to, to attract the opposite sex, but... It's everything that comes with it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a package there that you've got to buy into. There is a she context needs, of insanity. She needs basically the general manager of Timu to be her fella. <laughs> I think just someone needs to take out take a debit card off her. <sighs> she probably memorised the fucking numbers knowing her. Yeah, it's got saved on um, Google Pay. Yeah. Yeah, Tattooed. Google Pay. Oh, just... I worry about her. That's the problem. I worry about her. I genuinely do. 
she's going to be like, guys, remember when I bought that LED uh, bog of a, of a year? Uh, I've just got a nasty electrical shock. <laughs> <laughs> and my minge's burnt to a crisp. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Fanny lives after that. She will. <laughs> she is an absolute terrorist, and but she's a national treasure, she is. an international treasure now. Now she's getting marketing from China. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's. I'm using... sure that's where probably Temu comes from. China. It is. She's a... Yeah, I hear she's huge in China. <laughs> China. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's Candyland minus the candy. Um, again, even when she's not here, you can still smell it. You can still smell that she's here. There's an essence. <laughs> <laughs> a stench. You can't escape it. But this is the end of the show. If you are a patron, join us in the green room in a second. But for everyone else, if you're tight and you can't be asked to support your local favourite everyday podcast, fuck you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>